here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations. Limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Hello everybody and welcome to the As Yet Unnamed uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling based podcast. My name is Joel Abraham um, and I'm joined here by Damon McDonald. Damon, how are you? I am wonderful. It's good to get back into the game. It's I feel I feel rusty. I feel like I have ring rust. I don't have uh, I don't have my chops down quite yet. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this new venture. I'm excited for. Uh, some new takes on uh, a product that we're already very familiar with, but um, it's an exciting time. Little little change up. Like I have, I have Joel uh, driving the ship, and uh, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, it's very nice to hear your voice again, Damon. As a, a long-term fan of the Puracast, it's uh, been a long time since I last heard your sizzling hot takes on the New Japan world, so it's very good to hear it again. Um, I guess I could uh, call myself the young lion of the podcast, so... I've shaved my head, I'm sitting here in my black trunks, I'll be cooking Damon's meals, washing his dirty clothes, and rest assured, if I mess anything up, he's going to take me back to the dojo, repeatedly suplex me on my head. I, I couldn't get you up, there's no way, I, I'm, I'm weak and, and, and feeble, I have no arm strength whatsoever, but um, no, I would, listen, I like the fact that, um, and again, everyone's going to get to know Joel and, and, and his takes on this, and uh, just out of the gate, I, I felt like he was a good fit for me. Just in, in talking to him a few times, and I think um, I think everyone will enjoy this. Uh, I don't want to call it the, like, like I don't even want to say like the bad word purecast, but I, I don't I don't consider this like version 2.0. I think this is a new start, a new thing, a new venture. Yes, it's a new Japan centric podcast, but um, I think you know this is a, a new fresh start, a new fresh voice, if you will. Um, and an old, somewhat alcoholic voice of mine. So <laughs> it's, you know, there's, there's some comfort in that, I guess, right, Joel? And then uh, your new fresh perspective that can, that can breathe some new energy into me and, uh, and New Japan Pro Wrestling fans as well. Yeah, I like to think of this like the Yuji Nagata and Shota Amino tag team. Yes, yes. Talk about fire. Those kids, they're, they're, those guys, they, you know, they... They know how to put on an opening match. That's one thing about New Japan and, and, and their feeder system, if you want to call it that, the dojo. They know how to give you, I don't want to say exactly what you want in someone who's starting out in pro wrestling, but it's it's almost like you know, you're know you in on the progression, I think is the, is the fun part. And I think that's one of the things that I think people gravitate toward, um, specifically like with a Juice Robinson. Like you're you're there for the entire ride from from a hip toss and a Boston crab and fire me up to you know what you have with with a juice where it's almost like a complete reinvention and you're growing with the character. So I think uh, 
for your for your first hot take that's a good one <laughs> yeah it's uh, the long-term storytelling the, the small attention to details that reward you for noticing those little things and for being there in on day one now of course i can't claim to have been there from day one because i i guess i should uh, fess up that i am a relatively new fan to new japan uh, i mean i did start watching njpw last january after seeing wrestle kingdom 11 and even as i say that i can already feel the the gatekeepers, the, the hardcore professional wrestling intelligentsia jabbing away at the unsubscribe button with their, their fat Cheeto encrusted fingers. But, uh, wow. But, uh, that was a joke. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think the thing that I find appealing about doing a New Japan Pro Wrestling show, it, it does. I, uh, listen, the worst thing I could possibly do is get a show, and, and I love them to death. But you're, everybody's familiar with you know real hero Eric uh, you know uh, and, the, and the classic board. We have the same exact opinions about just about everything when it comes to pro wrestling. So like I could do I could get along with him great, but what fun would that be, right? To hear the same opinions just kind of spun and spun and spun. I like the idea that there's a fresh perspective. I like the the idea that hey maybe you might not have watched every single. Tatsumi Fujinami match. Okay, great. But you, there is a fresh perspective that I think that that is a dynamic that I I need to be able to do this show. So don't sell yourself short, young man. Um, just because uh, you know you you again you haven't sat and watched every you know Tatsumi Fujinami match does not does not discredit you as a fan. And I think that's one of the knocks that that you know previously this this vehicle of mine and 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 Collins was. Was that there was that feeling of gatekeeperishness at times, and I'm guilty of it. I'm the I'm the gatekeeper. If anybody's going to be the fucking gatekeeper, it's going to be me. But uh, I tried to push that away. And I and one of the great things about doing something like this is is getting somebody else's perspective. Listen, I can be as closed minded as the next person, but it is refreshing to hear someone say, "No, I don't necessarily agree with that, Damon. I don't think that's a. I don't. I I, I see it this way." So that's where that's where you come in uh, as that fresh perspective. Fun, right? I like that. Well, I've got to be honest, Damon. I'm just here to cash in and make a, a quick but <laughs> sizable buck in the you know the deeply lucrative world of talking about Japanese pro wrestling on the internet. I mean, speaking Boy, of which, are I'm, you? Boy, I've got my Swiss bank account open here. Uh, I mean, the <laughs> yeah. money hasn't gone through yet, Damon. I, I mean, I've quit my job. I've put a down payment on a private jet. So oh, if you could no. hurry up with that transfer, that would be most appreciated. You are going to be so disappointed. Here's here's what you here's what you get out of this. This is what you'll find. One, you're going to go to a wrestling show, uh, and and people are going to come up to you and say, Joel, uh, from the yet to be named podcast about new japan pro wrestling and you're going to do a double take and be like yeah um that's and they're going to say you're at. not the other guy you're shit <laughs> right right where's where's Callan? um no it's it's that's that's the coolest thing and and truth be told that's i'm not gonna lie that's i do miss that i i miss that element um no, you're not going to get. We, we lost. You're going to lose money. I'm just letting you know right now. Like, I'm just let your let your wife know that that there's going to be a deficit in the savings. Um, I I don't think I've made. I definitely haven't made what what I put in. But that's not the point. The point is, is that truth be told, I'll say truth be told seven more times. Um, I need a vehicle 
to get this out of me because I don't have this anywhere else. Um, and, and, and once it's out, it's out. So for an hour or two hours, I can talk about a product that I'm passionately in love with and pro wrestling in general, to be quite honest. I said it again, to be quite honest. Um, it, it gets, it's, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Cathartic. Yes. Um, it, it helps me get through my week. Now, knowing that I took a month off and, uh, you know, I had a little, I'm going to make a reference that maybe not everybody's going to know. I had a little Mike Francesa holiday. Um, you, I do feel a little rusty, but I actually, Joel, I got to be honest with you right now. I, 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 I feel more alive than I felt in, in a good month. Right. Just knowing that what we're doing here now and, and like, I feel good, you know what I mean? Like it is, it is almost like psychotherapy. Um, so we're going to get into it. I know we've got a lot to talk about. Um, I know that there is an elephant in the room with, with, um, the, the pure cast situation and why it ended and all that stuff. Um, I, I maybe that's, that's, maybe that's for another day. I mean, do, do we feel like we need to address that now, Joel, or do you want, you know, or just briefly address it? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Do you want to give the condensed version of what's, what's been going on over the last month? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's been, you know, listen, I, I want, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it well. Right. And, and I want to have fun doing it. And I, I've always said it from the start that if it's not fun, if it becomes work, I don't want it to bog somebody down. And and that's really what it was. And, and you know, I, I I made every opportunity to get a kind of m- rectify that, and, and it just wasn't going to happen. I, I think it's important that this is a weekly show, I, and I think that helps build an audience and grow an audience. I think it's important that just with what goes on in New Japan Pro Wrestling, that it's important to be weekly. Uh, that that's a, that's a deal breaker for me. Um, two, you got to love the product, and you got to love watching pro wrestling. And if you're not, I, I you know I don't want to force anybody to do it. So and, and I think that comes across in the microphone, and that's kind of like where the pure cast was. And I'm so proud of what we were able to accomplish. But that's that. That is what it is, and and we had a mutual agreement to not name this new adventure of mine and Joel's PureCast, and I think it's fair for Joel because here's the thing. I don't want it this to be the new Midnight Express, right? I want this to be a Damon and Joel conglomeration. <laughs> Collaborate? I can't speak. Um, I want it to be us, and, and I'm proud of what Colin and I were able to accomplish, but I want to grow that by taking maybe two steps backwards to move five steps forward, and and really that's it. That's that's where this is right now. Yeah, likewise. I don't want to be riding the coattails of uh, what you and Colin did before. Uh, it's good for me to start something from scratch and try and take ownership of it. Yeah, and and I think, like I said, I, I like the conversations that we've had already. Right, and I like the fact that I think that we already have a a a, a, a good chemistry, and that will grow and build. Um, listen, you know the British accent doesn't hurt, right? You're gonna get the girls here, right? <laughs> that's always well. That's look, always uh, full disclosure here: I, I'm recording this from a hotel room in Taipei, so if there are any strange sounds, that'll be why. Uh, I've got my wife in the room with me as well, so if anything, is she is she listening right now? I'm gonna. 
I say listening is quite a generous term. She's in the room with me and her ears are functioning, but listening would be quite a, a grandiose way of describing her uh, participation in this venture. Uh, but don't worry, I'm not going to be recording from here every week. I'm not like a, a, a Taiwanese Alan Partridge. So there's a reference for the UK fans. Uh, we'll be back to normal next week, hopefully, um, because I, I don't live in Taiwan. I live on a, an island in China called Xiamen. And it's an island of about 4 million people. And I appear to be the only pro wrestling fan on the island. Hence my uh, passion to want to talk to someone else who likes wrestling. So I'm enjoying this already. Yeah, I mean, it's it's almost, you know, it's, it's think of this as like therapy for both of us, right? It's going to be a wonderful thing. The only thing that I was concerned with is that it's literally 6 o'clock in the morning for poor Joel. Right. He he has woken up so early to do this. And it's six o'clock here on the East Coast in the States p.m. Um, so that's really the only challenge, I think, is just really kind of making schedules work and watching shows like he can watch shows live. Lucky dog. Um, I'm going to struggle with, uh, you know, that's really the, the only thing that really has me concerned. But uh, and your poor wife's got to listen to you now talk about pro wrestling. Oh, this is going to be so great, Joel. <laughs> I so can't great. wait. All right. Let's talk pro wrestling. I'm, what do you say? Yes, I'm absolutely bursting to discuss yesterday's wrestling Hino Kuni from Kumamoto. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the biggest story coming out of New Japan Pro Wrestling recently, which is, of course, the long-awaited return of Bone Soldier. Uh, Damon, I mean, it's clear to me that Boner is the man to finally end the card streak. The only question I have is how many snowflakes are they getting at the Dome next January? Oh, I mean, I th- it's endless. I'm, I'm just We're just going to throw out a blizzard uh, of snowflake. Um let me ask you this. Let's get it. Let's get your first one under your belt. Any any uh, any predictions on who we see as uh, the returning Bone Soldier? I've heard some names thrown out there. I even heard someone suggested it might be returning uh, Katsuya Kitamura. I don't know uh, if that will be the case. I don't know if it will be someone else. I'm mentioning Taiji Ishimori. Uh, it could be somebody who's going to take part in the best of Super Juniors, uh, but. If, the way I understand it, it's not going to be the original guy, uh, Mitsuhide Hirasawa. Um, I, I mean, I've heard people saying that he got fired for gambling. I don't know how true that is. Just I mean, allegations. I haven't seen anything concrete. But uh, what about you, David? Who do you think this could be? Well, uh, the names that you mentioned are the same that I have heard as well. I, I will throw in one more. Um, and again, um, nothing's, nothing's definite. But wouldn't it be fun if it were like... Uh, a Flip Gordon, no, right? Uh, he's a soldier, right? In the ar- what was he in the, was one, one of the armed forces? Was he in the army? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, so s- the soldier reference is in there, right? We already have him trying to angle his way in on this all-in show, and he's already has the uh, I don't want to say the uh, foot in the door with Cody and all that nonsense. So. You know, it's a thought. I mean, it's a it's a stretch, right? But uh, truth be told, I haven't heard anybody um, mention anybody else besides the names that you had mentioned. Ishimori is the one that people are really leaning hard toward. I know that um, when he announced his him leaving uh, was Noah, right? Um, yeah. Th- there was a lot of speculation that you know that opened the doors for him to make a move to New Japan. Um, I I I'll be truthful. I hope it's not. I mean, because unfortunately, I have in my head the, the Bone Soldier of old, right? Now, I know it's not going to be as bad as the Bone Soldier of old, but it is, 
he's going to have to really put a new coat of paint on that gimmick to to make people give a shit. Right? That's that's a that's a tough road to hoe. Do you think it could be Hirai Kawato? I know he hasn't been on excursion very long. Maybe they pulled the plug on it early. <sighs> uh, uh, there's another one I wouldn't want to have that gimmick. Right? I would I would hope not. Because here's the thing. If you're going to put Kawato in a mask, the best thing about him is his facial expressions. Right? I know, that's, that's, that's the last guy I want to put him in, in, in a mask. I mean, I sound like Triple H right now, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> um that's the last guy you want to put in a mask. Um, no, I hope not. I, I, I don't know. I, I, again, I, I, you would think that they, they, they had something in mind where it's not going to be the same old, same old bone soldier. That would be the kiss of death um, for anybody. I, 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 there's people probably lined up to not do it if that's the case. So you, you have to think that it's a new perspective and a new fresh take on bone soldier. Uh, I'm going Ishimori. Um, I think that's the safe bet at this point. Um, my long shot might be Flip. Um, I don't think they're bringing back Kawato anytime soon. And eh, that's that's kind of where I see it. Um, I hope, but I, like I said, I hope there is a new coat of paint on this, Joel. Yeah, I think it's, I would say Ishimori, gun to my head. Uh, I should mention that Flip Gordon has already been advertised on posters for Best of Super Juniors with his face and the name Flip Gordon. So uh, I don't know if there would be a bit, bit of difficulty involved in packaging him as Bone Soldier, but we'll wait and see. Something to look forward to. He's going to run it like the Great Muda, right? He's going to do both. He's going to do Kenji Moto and the Great Muda. He's going to run both. No, he's not. <laughs> and I think that is the last time I ever want to hear Flip Gordon and the Great Muda put in the same sentence. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people... Uh, this week I've been throwing shade at NJPW for not having a, a women's division. So just what are your quick oh, thoughts man. on that? Do you think that's a fair criticism? Uh, look, they don't they don't have one. Bec- why? Because there are, you know, I don't want to say there's 200 women's pro wrestling promotions where I, here's the here's the challenge that I would have with with ha- them having one. They would get they would get lost in a shuffle. I re- I really feel that. Now again, it's a wrestling promotion and they can they can make anybody a superstar, and they can make anyone the top of the card. You know, but it is what it is. But I just think that there's already that avenue, and I think a, a better avenue where there's no ceiling that I think any men's promotion has uh, in the, in the current state. They, they 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 can shine in stardom, and they can shine in in um, wave, and they can shine in ice ribbon, and and they could be the top person. In that in that promotion, I I, I kind of like that much better than than having it all mixed together. Me personally, yeah, I totally agree. I think the people who are comparing that to what's happened with this Greatest Royal Rumble situation is complete textbook example of false equivalency. I, I don't think the two situations are comparable. And I think I think the WWE situation is horrible. To be to be quite frank, I think you know you can't talk out both sides of your mouth. You can't say that you're in for a, you know, you're all about this change and, 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 you know, this women, women's revolution that they call it. Um, and then, you know, on the other sides, you know, go and, and, and participate in a show like this, knowing full well what, what that means. And again, it's hard to, to turn your back on, on the money that they were throwing at the company, but 
you know, from what I understand, you know, it's if listen, if, if anybody could turn their back on it and make that stand, it's 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 the WWE. But you know, that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, I, I didn't get that analogy either. I think people were kind of grasping at straws at that one. But eh, you know, I think it's it's here's what it is. It, I, I'm I'm passionate about the quality, right? Because if it's a good match, it's a good match. I've always said that. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's two dinosaurs in the ring. If it's a great match, it's a great match. Um, that that plays no factor for me. So if if you can produce a great match, great, excellent. Put put it on the show and put it as high as you can. And if it draws money, run with it. But I just think you know, for for a new Japan or or an all Japan or a big Japan, I just think that you know Japan in general has better avenues. I I think that, that there's better better ways. If you're a female in the sport of professional wrestling, uh, to make a name for yourself, you know, with a stardom or a wave or an ice ribbon or something along those lines. Yeah, it seems like the, the Joshi scene, women's wrestling in Japan, is really thriving at the moment. So, to me, it wouldn't make any sense for New Japan to dip their toes into that water. There, there'd be no reason for it. Uh, anyway, so moving on, we'll get into some of the key matches as we go. But overall, what are your thoughts on this? mega Dontaku tour that they've been having over the last few weeks? I think it's good. I, I think a solid good, right? And I think that they delivered a lot on, on those Cork and Hall main events. I thought some of those were excellent. Um, I think the show that we just saw, I don't want to say it was disappointing by any stretch. I, I wasn't disappointed by, by, by the show as a whole. I know we're going to dig deep into the main event. Naito and uh, and Suzuki. Uh, overall, I thought it was a quick-moving show, a good-paced show. I really didn't have that much. Like, I'm not walking away with anything memorable, though. That's for sure. I'm not walking away with any match of the years from from this show. Uh, I I wouldn't even say over the week. I I think the best matches we saw were Ishii and and and, and Hanare. I think Juice and and Goto was tremendous, and I think everything else. Takes a back seat to those two matches, um, especially when this match was or the show felt like it was the focal point. And I don't want to say it was a lead balloon, Joel, but uh, I, I, it, my opinion, the main event didn't deliver. Number one, number two, the feedback that I have seen kind of echoes that sentiment. Um, and three, uh. I don't think there there was anything necessarily on the undercard that made up for the main event not delivering. Mm. Well, some interesting takes there. I can't say I disagree with any of them. Um, but coming back to the first point about the, the tour as a whole, they've, they have spread these big matches across lots of shows. And to me, it's helped to make the tour feel more important rather than just concentrating it on one show or two shows. And a lot of people have accused the company of having too many titles um, but I think here they've put all of the belts, aside from the six-man titles, in a position to, to feel important, to draw some money, sell some tickets. Uh, and do you feel these titles, do they feel over to you? I mean, do you buy the idea that a company can have too many belts, or is it just simply a case of the promotion making them matter with good booking? That's do you the think, key. Yeah, have they done enough to make each of these titles feel important? Yes, and yes, I'll say I'll go with yes. I'm going to go with a yes, but a half-hearted yes. Um, look, the the Intercontinental title is your second most important title, and truth be told, it should draw on its own, and, I, and it did. 
that building, you know, I don't have the attendance figures in front of me, but it, it looked like there wasn't an empty seat in the building. It looked like they got a nice big full house, right? Corkin is Corkin and, and New Japan always does well there. So I'm not concerned with those. Uh, the, the the intercontinental title and I and and I and I think to this day can still draw a house and it, and I don't want to say it doesn't matter who's holding it it does but the the title has been built to be very important everything underneath that it you can run a smaller building with the never title they have um and they and they continue to. Um, I am not sold on the U.S. title. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I think that right now it's really in a state of limbo when it comes to it being an, an important uh, piece of hardware in New Japan. I, I would definitely put it underneath the Never title, especially in Japan. Now, in the United States, it might be a different story. We'll see. We got the, the Cow Palace show coming right around the corner. I think it's I think it's taken a step back or two. Never six man. Who cares, right? Uh, the tag belts. Look, the tag belts have been a thorn in my side for how many years now, Joel? Uh, it's it's it it is what it is. Um, it's going to be the big man plotting <laughs> that style of match that that it's it's it takes a little bit of patience to get into. But I do like Evil and Sonata as as your tag champs. I think they're they're a breath of fresh air. Evil coming back from injury. The junior titles are the junior titles, right? The junior tag titles. They are what they are. And but I think uh, I I think the junior heavyweight title, while it may not be able to draw on its own, uh, I think it's important. So yes, uh, I, I you know what I'm talking myself into it a little bit more. But I think it's more of a of a yeah. I think that they have absolutely done a, a a admirable job of making the titles important enough that people will buy a ticket to see a match involving that title. Right, and I think the layout of this tour has certainly helped that. I think all those champions have had time to shine and have their feuds take center stage. We've had uh, a, a nice build up between uh, Kanemaru and. El Desperado against uh, Bushi and Hiromu. We've had Jay White and David Finley's feud taking uh, the spotlight for a while. We've had Goto and Juice. So I think had you crammed all those into the undercard of one show, then certainly they would have got lost in the shuffle. So, uh, well, let's talk about wrestling Hinokuni, which I looked it up. It, it means fire country. And these young lions were certainly on fire in the opening match. We got Yuji Nagata and Ren Narita defeating Tomoyuki Oka and Shota Umino after Nagata submits Umino. So what are your thoughts on this match, Damon? Well, I mean, I don't think it was any surprise in who was going to get the fall, right? Nagata always uh, was, was the heavy favorite. Uh, here's what I would look for in these matches. Like, I'm not a great judge of young lion talent in the sense of, oh, he can really throw a hip toss or, or you know, I'm not really looking for that. And, and to me, I don't even think I'm even like, I, I don't have my notepad out taking notes saying, you know, how it's really about a connection, right? And who can connect with me doing, let's be honest here, a relatively limited move set. Right and being relatively, I don't want to say the same people, but you know they're cut from the same cloth, and then they kind of grow from there. How can they? How can they best take advantage of that? Right. 
Um, this crop is good. Joe, this crop is 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 really good, and and that's saying and that's what's saying. Kawato taking a, taking a, uh, an excursion. Uh, Kitamaro, I mean, who knows what what the story there is, right? Um, well, he did tweet someone recently saying, "Please wait for the return. I will evolve and come back." But certainly, he's left a bit of a power vacuum at the top of the young line class. It, it seems to me that the others have stepped up since. But I mean, your in your opinion, who is top of the class right now? I like. You know, I might. I don't want to be like the guy that's that's. I might be the only guy who thinks this, but I really take a shine to Oka. I I I really do. I don't know. I, I there's 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 something about the, the the way that he moves and the and his his demeanor in the ring and and again it comes back to that connection, right? Uh, there's something about him that I I tend to gravitate to. And and I I don't know if I have actually put my finger on exactly what it is, but he's the guy that that in, I I focus on, and when he's in the ring, I focus on, and and I he just has some kind of he's got some kind of hold on me, Joel. I don't know what it is, some kind of magnetism. <laughs> um, but it's it's that's the guy. That's the like right now of the crop that that you know is spending most of the time on the undercard. That's the guy I'm looking at. Yeah, he's certainly an interesting guy backstage and from what I understand he's a very quiet bit of an introvert very into his geek culture you know collecting the the cards and the anime and the things like that I I can't really be more specific because I I don't know a lot about it but from what I understand that's the sort of stuff he's into Um, but it does seem that in recent months he's been getting passed over but he is a real student of the game you see him watching intently from ringside and he was originally hyped as the golden boy but he's made quite slow progress. He, he didn't win over the crowd as quickly as guys like Kawato or Kitamura. And even now, a lot of people are talking about Umino as being the star of the show. And again, Oka must be looking around thinking, what's going on? This is happening a third time. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it is it's it's a very, I don't want to say a slippery slope, but sometimes I, I like the fact that the guys who, when the cream rises above, it and it seems like in in recent years it hasn't really been that way so much in the past. But you kind of see the people who are head and shoulders above the rest of the pack, and they've done a decent job of kind of moving them forward, right? It, 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 and it might be a little bit of a push in the back, but between excursion and and repackaging, and I mean, take a look at a guy like Hanare. Right now, Honari was in a, in a previous class, mind you, and the injury—I don't want to say the injury helped, right—but the injury was able to kind of hit pause on Honari and able to kind of move him away from the pack and repackage, right? Uh, and I like the fact that they were quick to push the button on and pull the trigger on Kawato to get him on excursion quickly because you could see him kind of rising above the rest of the pack. And I don't want to say outshining them, but uh, again, the cream rose to the top. So I I actually kind of like that. At first I was a little hesitant. I was like, man, they're really rushing this kid out the door. But I kind of like the fact that they're moving him, moving him quickly so that the rest of the pack don't get lost. Uh, And, and they're able to grow. So they remove that, I don't want to say that ceiling of a Kawato, and they they everybody moves up, and everybody can then learn at a little bit of a quicker pace without maybe one or two guys that are above the pack, it seems, 
they're out of the, they're out of the picture. Have you seen much Kawato? I've, I've heard some updates about him. Some people saying he's been a bit clunky, a bit awkward, but he had a good match with Ricky Marvin in CMLL recently. Have you heard anything? Uh, that's exactly what I've heard. And, and and but here's the thing with that. That's a that's that's a. I mean, you're pretty much relearning pro wrestling, right? Because they work from the the opposite side of the body, and 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 a lot of the things and the setups and. It's it's a whole different world, and, and it's a whole different world <laughs> that they're in, right? Um, so I I think there's going to be the that growing pain a little bit. Uh, no, I think he'll be fine. I, I, yeah, I, it, the the I have not seen, so I can't sit there and be like, yes, it's he looked clumsy, or he looked awkward. But that's the feedback that I've been hearing a lot. So, but I think that that'll come in time. I think that's just. Again, if you're wor- used to working the right side of the body and now you're working the left or you know, vice versa, it's uh, it c- that could be tricky, I would think. Well, it's an interesting time in the Young Lions class anyway. Uh, Tetsuhiro Yagi is injured. He's got a broken ulna. And we've got two new Young Lions. We've got Yuya Uemura, who's uh, 23 years old. He won the 71-kilogram Greco-Roma Championship of West Japan Collegiate Wrestling League. So he joins- I won that. I won that. No, nice. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I expect to see you in the class soon. When, when will you be joining the dojo? Ah, uh, no, I turned it down. I, tu- I, tu- I turned it down. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. You're, I think you're bigger than that at this point. <laughs> yeah, sure. You, you should be going straight into the main event. We've got uh, Yota Suji as well, who is uh, 24 years old. Uh, he's got a background in American football, taekwondo, and baseball. So, two new additions to the class. Uh, what do you think of these guys so far? I got to be honest with you. I have not watched one second of them. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this, Mister Question Guy. Are you uh? Do you do you watch these uh, Lions Pride shows? I did. I watched the Lionsgate Project Eleven. Lionsgate. What do I call it? Lion Pride. Isn't that a book? It is a book. Yeah, that's Chris Charlton's book. Very good book. Definitely worth reading. Absolutely. You know who's in that? Who know? You know who helped kickstart that? That'll be, that'll is it be you? Me. Yeah, I'm in that. Yeah. Nice. Um, <laughs> you're gonna hear a lot. By the way, get used to that. <laughs> get used to the. Get used to me pumping my chest. <laughs> Bullshit. Um. Yeah, Chris is a good guy. I met him uh, a few times. Um, usually around the uh, no, you know what? The first time I met Chris was at um, G One. That was the first time I met Chris, and then uh, we followed it up with the past two Wrestle Kingdoms. We, we, he would he would come meet with us. Um, so yes, that's Lions Pride, the, the book. Uh, I, I I'll be truthful. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this as a as a terrible New Japan Pro Wrestling fan, Joel. I don't really watch it. I don't think I've watched one. I don't think I sat through one of them. No, I take that back. I did sit through one of them, and it wasn't bad. I'm just, I, truth be told, here, here's, here's my point. If I got a shot to watch, I don't know, maybe this is a bad example because they're not in the same time, but if I, you know, a, a champion carnival, all Japan show, or, you know, that, I'm sorry, I, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. I'm probably going to watch the all Japan stuff. And I probably should watch the, 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 the young guys progress young lines progress i'm a terrible fan joel i'm a terrible fan well that's what i'm here for like i said i'm the young lion of the, the podcast so i can do all that dirty work and then report like back this. and tell you what is isn't worth watching all right well, who, who do we need to keep an eye on give, give us give us your give us your take here who do we need to uh if, if there's one guy who who should we focus on oh, that's a difficult question i mean uemura has got the wrestling chops he seems uh, very talented as far as the map-based wrestling goes. Got good submissions, but Suji has just got an aura about him, like a, the kind of asshole bully uh, with a. He, he's got even a slappable face. He's got a really annoying face. Uh, 
So I would say Uemura at the moment seems to be connecting most with the crowd, but Suji definitely wants to keep an eye for, for the character work, if nothing else. But uh, just their presence here has helped breathe new life into the other lines as guys like um, Rennerita now get a chance to control matches. They get their prolonged periods of offence, which helps add a bit of a nu- nuance to their matches instead of being the plucky underdog who always loses. So it's really cool for me to see a guy like Narita, who's just been constantly losing for the last few months, actually beat the shit out of a guy like Uemura and the uh, trickle-down bullying of the uh, new New Japan Young Lions dojo continues. Um, and when I watched this match between Uemura and Yotosuji on one of these road two shows, I forget which one, it felt historic to me. It, they, they were very ambitious. It was a slow start, but genuinely exciting closing stretch. A bit sloppy at times, but really encouraging. It feels like the sort of match that uh, you will look back on in several years' time and say, yes, I was there when I saw the first time these guys had their match as young lines. Right. That's the, and again, that kind of harkens back to an original point where you're in for the ride, right? You can you can latch on to one of those young lions, and and you know just like you said, you know he spent many a month, you know getting his ass kicked. Why? Because there was that ceiling, and then people move on and people grow, and then you take that spot. And now, hey, now you can shine. Now you've got some offense, and now you can you know do do something besides sell a Boston crab, uh, which again is refreshing and and a growth, and and that's what makes that whole process so appealing and. Uh, I don't think there's, you know, I, I'd be hard pressed to name another company that does a such a good job. There's other companies that kind of have that model, but really focusing on homegrown talent, uh, uh, that that's, I, I, I'd be tough. It, it'd be tough for me to name another promotion that does such a good job of doing that. Agree, totally agree. Let's move on to the second match. We've got Tiger Mask, Jushin Thunder Liger, David Finney and Ryusuke Taguchi defeating the Chaos team of Switchblade Jay White, Sho, Yo and Rocky Romero. David Finley scoring the pinfall here after a prima nocta on Rocky. Uh, personally, I'm just grateful that this wasn't another Suzuki Goon against Rapongi 3K match because they've been absolute garbage, all three of them. or It felt like about there were 100 of them. Uh, what did you think of this match, Damon? This is my sweet spot. You know, if, you know, for the long-time listeners of a previous show, I like the second match, right? And and if you're going to have the multi-man nonsense, this is the time to do it. This was a nice mix, right? A nice mix of a little comedy, a little serious wrestling, uh, a little brawling, a little... Uh, I was... I, I'm okay. And again, especially when you have the likes of a Tiger Mask and a Jushin Liger and a Taguchi and, uh, you know, the, the nonsense on the other side. It's... I, I I like these second matches. I really think that they – I really look forward to them. And I might be – and I'm going to say it again how you know, I might be the only one. But I I thoroughly enjoy these second spot multi-man tag matches. I think they're great. I love them. I'm just left unsure why Taguchi keeps getting his bum out. I mean, by the end of the match, his pants were so low that I could practically see his anus. Uh, I I don't know if that was the intention, but I I think what's interesting here about this match is that Finley picked up the win because these things usually matter in New Japan. It means that they still want him to look strong in in spite of uh, losing the title match to Jay White. I mean, let's rewind to that match, the the US Championship defense. Uh, What did you think of that match? I liked it a lot. Um, Here's the thing. I never not liked Jay White in the ring. And I've never not liked the switchblade character. 
I am the guy that it does take a long time for me to warm up to certain characters. And it does take me a long time to warm up to, to I don't want to necessarily say change, but it does, you know, it, it, it does. And that's not to say I don't like it. And that's not to say that, you know, I don't understand. You know, this is not another Naito situation, right? But I do like the fact that there, the, the, this whole story does kind of go back. And again, this is another example, Joel, of people kind of following along in the progression of people's lives uh, that they live in New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, these guys grew up in the dojo and these guys grew up together. And, and you know, what was he, 7-0, and Jay White? Or, you know, some ridiculous number in singles matches against Finley. And, and it felt like this was finally going to be a Finley time. Uh, I don't think anybody sat here and said, oh, Finley's going to win this title, mind you. But, it, I like the fact that there is, again, the reward for paying attention to the product once again pays off because if you did, you got I, – I think you probably got – I don't want to even say tenfold the enjoyment, but you got extra enjoyment out of what I thought was a great match between two of the best young workers in the business. Yeah, I'm a bit late to the party in terms of Switchblade. I'm starting to get a feel for him as the crafty coward who – doesn't want to do the strong style things. And I kind of like him now as the misfit of chaos, like when they do their goofy sushi zambai pose in the middle of the ring and Jay White just sort of walks off and refuses to take part of it. And I mean, he's got a touch of Okada about him, the way that he can reverse his opponent's finishing moves into the Blade Runner. But yeah, I agree with you. This was really great story, long-term dojo rivalry turning nasty. I like the little touches like Switchblade's reminding Finley uh, with the Boston Crab, using the lion tame and screaming, do you remember this, young boy? So I'm all in favour of it. There should definitely be more trash talk during matches. And I also like that a few can go 10 and 1, I think it's 10 and 1 now, and still be compelling. And you don't need the 50-50 booking to create drama. Um, I so agree. obviously you're a fan. Are you going to be buying a knife pervert t-shirt? <laughs> no, who was that? Was that Chuck Taylor or Chuck E.T.? Uh, yeah, Chuck Taylor. Um it, that, was he the first it person to kind of? Yeah, that's right. Um, no, I got to be honest with you, probably not. That's I, right. They had I, a great exchange on Twitter. So, so. Um, oh no, no, it wasn't. Sorry, it was it was Trent. It was Beretta. Okay, okay. So yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I got little whispers of of that. I have a friend who's obsessed with Chucky Taylor, so you know, she gives me all the the the, the Chucky T scoop. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I I still don't buy him with chaos. I'm gonna be truthful. Like I I every time I see him out there with them, I always forget. Oh yeah, he's kind of a chaos member. Um, I it, I don't buy that. I would like I like to see him more lone wolf. I think that fits him a little bit better. Um, I think he gets lost in that chaos shuffle, if you will. But um. Yeah, the the match was solid, more than solid. I really enjoyed it a lot. And I, again, I think if you if you kind of were in early and you saw the progression as, as them as young lions, I think you got even more appreciation out of it. I looked it up. It was actually Trent Beretta who came up with a knife pervert thing. They had a, a funny exchange <laughs> okay. on Twitter. So Trent says to Switchblade, uh, "Unprofessional of you to use my invention without asking permission first. Jay White says, "I'm not professional," and Trent says. Give me money. Jay White replies, no speak English. What a worker. <laughs> what a worker. I tell you what, well, they're, they're good followers. They're good followers on Twitter. Um, not that I have uh, – I, listen, I, I might have a little incognito Twitter account. Um, so 
Uh, Chucky T's funny. He's, I think he's. I, and here's the thing: I like him on on. Uh, do you watch any of the pro wrestling gorilla? Uh, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. Yeah, I think he. I think he's pretty. But it's 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 a it's an acquired taste of the commentary that you get with PWG. Um, it's it's certainly not your traditional calling of matches. There's there's the insider and inside ribs and jokes and all that stuff. But I enjoy it. I think it's pretty funny. Um, I like him. I think he's. I think you know he is what he, he is. Did, I'm fine with him. He did color commentary for one. He did commentary for one of the uh, New Japan Cup shows, and it yes. was great. I thought he was hilarious. Yeah, let, I th- let's look I thought at the it... other side of the coin here. Um, yeah. I thought it was a, a breakout performance from uh, David Finley. We even had the fans chanting for Finley. I mean, how do you think Finley's doing this year compared to last? And T- Tanahashi said on his podcast recently that Finley's got all the tools, but he needs to improve his look. So, I mean, he no longer looks like a young Obi-Wan Kenobi, but what do you think of his group jacket? Uh, I think he needs he needs a he needs a refresh. He needs the new coat of paint. I'm glad me and Hiroshi Tanahashi are on the same page because uh, we. I agree. I think he I think he's fantastic in the ring. I really do. I think he's fantastic. Um, I think he's he you know he's one of those underrated guys. Even though people rate him high, but his position doesn't quite warrant where he should be. He needs a new coat of paint. In the worst way. Uh, his year. Well, I mean, he's had more of a spotlight. I mean, I think Long Beach helped, right? I think uh, every, everything leading up to his his main event against Jay White helped. It's more than he's ever had. But truth be told, do you see him in... I mean, let's put it this way. Do you see him in G1? Oh, I was going to ask you the same question because we've got ah. Nagata, possibly Kojima out. So I was going to ask you who gets their spot because we've got a long list of guys who are queuing up for it. We've got Jay White, Hangman Page, Cody, Chase Owens, Finley, Hanare, Taichi, the Kidder Elite Squad boys, Beretta, Chucky T, Yujiro, Tangaloa, even Jeff Cobb. So there's tons of guys that you could fit into those two spots. So what do you think the chances are of either Jay White or Finley being in the G1? Um, I think Jay White is a definite, right? Jay White's got to be in it. Yes. Um, he's Agreed. holding he's holding one of your titles. That's that's he's in. I think David Finley is. You rattled off a lot of names, right? Uh, you rattled off a lot of names that could definitely have a spot in G one. Now you figure the people that you know the people that you mentioned your Kojimas, Nagatas. Uh, who else would not be in that was maybe in before? Do you think they might not... take out someone like Yoshihashi or Makabe? Or no, I don't think they're going to take out Makabe. No, he's too much of a star in Japan, isn't he? Yeah, so there's really not many spots left, right? And there's 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 really not. If we're going uh, just for those two, I would just I'd say Jay White and Taichi are the most likely of that list I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, listen. If you're gonna put a top five together, I don't think you. I don't think you bring in Jeff Cobb, even though I would love to see it. Right? I don't think that happens. Um, there's just not enough room. I mean, depending upon his commitments, do you bring in a Cody? I don't think that's the sort of thing Cody would do. I think he's into the character work, and I think that having him wrestled that many matches in such a short space of time might expose him somewhat. I mean, I used to uh, unfavorably refer to him as three-star Cody, but uh, yeah, I don't think he's in the G1. 
we're gonna we're gonna be so good together. You know that this podcast. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I when is that all in show? That's August, right? I believe so. I'd have to like, check. I'm gonna say I want to something's telling me August first. Is it? I forget. Um, look at you. Look at you typing away. Look at that. I like this. Um, so I mean, it, it really depends on what his commitments are. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he'll 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 do that to her so so we'll we'll count him out for right now um chase owens in or out 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 i agree uh david finley in or out out i i would like him to be and i would like chase owens to be in but i just think he is not in the top 20 wrestlers in the company which i think speaks volumes about the quality and depth of roster they've got but he's not in the top 20 yeah, I, listen, I I gotta agree. Juice is in, right? Obviously. Yes. Juice in. Elgin in, right? Yes. Okay. Um. Obviously, Goto. Obviously, uh, Naito. Obviously, Oka- uh, Omega. Uh, Obushi is he in? Yeah, it has to be. Okay, just making sure. Um, Jushin Thunder Liger is he in? No. All right. No. <laughs> Rats. Just you know what's gonna be weird? Attention. <laughs> yep. You know what's going to be weird coming up is again. This is the first no Liger best of the Super Junior. Not yes. seeing him on that poster was weird. I'm not going to lie. That was a weird one. Yeah, I was going to come on to them because Rapongi 3K were in this match. They kind of feel like the odd men out after they were shunted out of the Junior Tag Title picture. But both of them are in the best of Super Juniors, and this is Yo's second time. I believe he was in it in 2015. So they need a chance to differentiate themselves as singles wrestlers um but this best of super junior starts may 18th so we've got 13 people on the poster we've got uh taguchi tiger mask bushi dragon lee kushida osprey hiromu yo show el desperado kanemaru marty skull or marty skull as it said on the poster and <laughs> flip gordon um what do you think of flip gordon's inclusion because I, I have to say i'm not a fan no no i i don't mind him i i as a matter of fact i think he was pretty mesmerizing um in his debut at Cork and Hall in that uh triple threat match. I thought that was pretty good. Really? I thought he, he botched a load of his signature moves. I didn't think that was a good match at all. Ah, I thought it was fine. Um yeah, I mean listen, he's there for the flips, thus his name. Um no, I think I don't have a problem with him at all. I mean he's not one of my I, favorites. I'm not gonna sit there and download the best of Flip Gordon, but um no, I think he's fine for for the best of the super juniors. I think I think he fits right in. I mean, here's the thing: you're 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 unfortunately you're you're not going to get your your ricochets, your ricochets. You know, you don't have your Kyle O'Reillys anymore. You don't have. There's a lot of talent that's no longer available to you. Um, I think I mean, who else are you bringing in? Uh, there's one name that I wish was there that's not. I'll, I'll let you guess. Take take one guess at what name besides Liger. What name is not on in that in that show on that show on, on those shows? Well, Tai Chi, obviously. I know you're a big oh, fan. Oh, how of this. dare you? How dare you? No. Um, how about that ACH? Yeah, I did have here ACH and Volador Junior. I guess they're not coming back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, that's the one name that I was a little disappointed. I am a big ACH guy. Um, I'll tell you what. Did you also see being that we're on a little bit of a, a junior kick? Uh, you see that Dragon Lee injury? 
No, what happened? Yeah, well, I mean, apparently he went for a spot and his knee went out or he blew out his knee and he was he, he got carted out. I mean, that, they stopped the match from what I understand. So there was some uh, some online scuttlebutt um, as to his injury, but apparently he's okay. We'll see. But that, uh, listen, that's one guy I do not want to see not in this. I'm that you know for for every ACH that's not in. You know, having a Dragon Lee in there. Just the idea of a Dragon Lee Takahashi matchup. Oh, just warms my heart. That's yeah. that's that's the shit that that just ugh, pants down on that. All right, lots of junior talk. I right, so that's right around the corner. And and, and here's who else is not in. Uh, again, because they're now heavyweights. How about the uh, Matt and the Nick Jackson not in as well? So, um, new faces in the best of the super juniors. All right, let's get back to uh, this show from last night. Okay, so we've got uh, Toriano and Tomohiro Ishii defeating Togi Makabe and Toa Hinare. Ishii pins Hinare after a brain buster. Uh, it looks to me uh, Makabe and Yano seem to be building a bit of a feud for some reason. Where do you think this is going? Hopefully to hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, look, as much as I love Yano and the way that he treats me when I go to his lovely establishment... In uh, Suidabashi, I cannot stomach too much Toriano in the ring. Um, he, uh, you know, Eric is actually in Japan right now, and he keeps sending me pictures of him at the bar having a great time, having a time of his life. Ebritas, is that what it's called? Yeah, Ebritz or Ebri, yeah, something like it's that. The, yeah. the Latin word for drunkenness, as I was reading. Is that what it informed. is? Yes. Really? Yeah, because, right, I, I like playing video games. I was playing a video game called Bloodborne, and there was a boss of Bloodborne called Ebritas, and I thought, oh, that sounds familiar. Isn't that the name of Yano's bar? And it was the name of Yano's bar. So then I I, I was asking around, and uh, I think it was Mr. Lariato on Twitter informed me that it's the Latin word for drunkenness. So there you go. Oh, that is how apropos, because i got to be honest with you, I've never left that place without being absolutely blasted out of my mind never it's such a drunken mess that place uh oh that's pretty awesome hey uh guess guess who's now starting to get into some video games here joel that'd be tell yours me. truly yeah tell I, me more. I, what have you been playing I, all right well listen all right well you know, we'll keep it to a minimum because we'll we'll have our own uh, video game podcast shortly i'm sure but uh of course i'm obsessed with the fire pro wrestling and all the customizations that people do it is unbelievable i don't even play the game i just let it sim right so i just it's it's great, but an actual playing. So I don't. I, I've never really played a lot of video games, right? Every once in a while, I'll get in and get out. Let me tell you something. I bought uh, what I bought. I bought Payday Two. Oh, what a game! See, I like shooters. I like mm. I like, uh, I like the shooting. I like to do things that I can't do in real life, uh, like deliver meth and shoot people. <laughs> um, and this game has it. It's craziness. And but here's the thing: it's not just like rattle rattle off. You know gun shells it's it, it's um there's a stealth element involved joel so you got to be sneaky you got to go in and disarm the safe and uh, fucking you know you can't trigger the cameras and shit it's actually really cool i really well, dig it um, i mean for, I for my it. money a stealth game is only as good as how fun it is when you get caught because there's some oh. stealth games when you get caught and it's game over you got to start again that that doesn't do it for me so if this gets a thumbs up from you, is it fun when you get caught yes. in the stealth section? Okay. Yeah, because now it's a shootout. List. Yeah, because now it's a shootout. Because now here are the cops, and you got to fight your way out, right? So, um, yeah, it, 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 I, I mean, listen, I'm not a video game aficionado by any stretch, but 
I, I, you know, there's uh, this past month, I need, listen, I need something to do. I need something to do, Joel. So um, that and what else did I download? I want to download, um, oh, what's the one with the giant robots and they shoot f- friggin' rockets out of their fists and not like Mech Wars or Mecha? That I don't could know. Be just described in many different games. I, I know, I know. But it's like that. It's like the big one on Steam right now. Okay. Um, I was like, ah, oh, that might be right up my house. Like a turn-based kind of game. Um, yeah, that looked pretty cool. All right, so there's our video talk. Uh, next week we'll review Pac-Man. How about that? <laughs> okay, so you give me homework to watch. You give me like vintage New Japan matches to watch, and okay. then you go and play video games, and then we report back every week. Uh, yes. All right. I, the done, done, and done. All right, I gotta get. I gotta get through this. Uh, I, I'm trying to rob a jewelry store right now, Joel. It's it's being the the, the frustration of my life. It's, uh, I keep getting caught by the police. Um, I will keep you updated, though. I keep all the listeners updated on my payday two adventures. Yeah, best of luck with that. Uh, back to this match then. Uh, I quite like this team of Makabe and Hanare. I, I always enjoy the teacher mentor dynamics. I think it works with Makabe. You get the feeling that he's taken Hanare under his wing. I think they'd be really good challenges for the tag titles. But given the fact that they lost this match, I don't think it's happening. So it seems that we're left with the Yano and Ishii team. And when I get that they're the odd couple, I don't think they've got much chemistry together, given how many matches they've had together. They don't really play off each other at all. Um, Wins and losses matter. I mean, do you think these guys are being lined up for a tag title shot? And how much would that interest you? Uh, yes, and somewhat. Listen, you could put Ishii in there against you know, a wet paper bag, and I'd watch. Um, he he probably is in my top ten, right? Of all wrestlers current, he, I, I, he always delivers. So there's always that. I'll, I'll put up with a little Yano nonsense, nonsense to watch Ishii. Are they being groomed? I, I, I think they've been, been groomed for a while now, right? I, I was actually surprised to see KES actually get back into the mix, to be truthful. Um, that's surprising to me. They are in the mix, um, mm. for, for what it's worth. Um, but are they being built? Yeah, and wins and losses do matter, and, you know... I, I, here's what here's the the one thing that that I have noticed on this show though it is a little bit disappointing that coming off of big singles matches two guys that you're kind of hoping take next levels both uh, well David Finley won so maybe that point is ridiculous but Hanari lost <laughs> That's, that that takes my point to a new level um, and 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 he had his best singles match obviously with Ishii just nights before so. Um, do I like the tag team of Hanare and Makabe? Uh, I can't say that I'm thrilled, right? It's not something I'm going to go out of my way to watch. But, um, again, if it's Ishii and Yano, I'll watch Ishii all day long, so it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I, I thought the Ishii-Hanare match ruled. It was awesome. Uh, it wasn't really about, so much about who wins and loses, but I guess it was there for Hanare to prove that he belongs at, at the big boys' table and kind of turned into one of those stay-down sort of matches. I thought Hanare was just going to take a beating, but then when they started slapping the crap out of each other, I was absolutely hooked. The, the false finishes had me. Um, I mean, Hanare, he can bump like a chap, but when he gets turned inside out by those Ishii clotheslines, uh, it's, it's awesome stuff. And for me, it was also quite refreshing to see Ishii in a singles match where he's the favourite who controls the match. Because he's usually the underdog. He's usually against a guy who's going to beat him. Uh, but for Hinare, it was great. It was a, a star-making performance. Uh, I want to see him in the G1, even though uh, obviously they're not going to fit all these guys in. So probably not going to happen. Do you agree? 
Yeah, I mean, it'll be a, it would be a long shot, and I think he's only in if there are, there are injuries involved. He, unfortunately, he sounds like you know he'll be in those six mans you know, to fill the the undercard of these shows. But no, I, and I think it's a really great point that you made that usually it is you know even though it's it can be a match that can be competitive and it could go either way. It does always feel like Ishii's the guy that's the underdog and trying to fight from the bottom up, um, and sometimes with more you know, guts than brains. And, and in this one, it was him kind of driving the boat and Hanare taking a back seat. And it, you are right about also the, the bumps, right? And I think the reason being is I, I find him, his stocky build, you know, the, just the way that his body is constructed. It's almost like it's designed to take bumps and sometimes crazy bumps, right? I I I I feel that yes, in my that heart. Yes, low when I watch him. gravity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so well, hey, is I was just going to move on. Uh, I've just got another nugget of wisdom from Chris Charlton here on Twitter. Uh, Tokyo Sports Story. Uh, Japanese nutshot master Yano led seal of approval to Nakamura's tactics. Yano plays <laughs> Nakamura's form and thanks him for taking the punch to the balls worldwide. Uh, quote, it is an effective move, really, on all male opponents, that it doubles men up so it can lead to the Kinshasa. You could get caught, so what? If you don't get caught, it ain't cheating. <laughs> See, how can you hate Yano, right? <laughs> I mean, after that, listen, he's got a valid point. And uh, Nakamura being a former Chaos member, uh, maybe he learned something from Yano. Now, listen, if, if, if Nakamura starts taking off a turnbuckle, I'm out. I'm tapping out. But, uh, yeah, that, that, is, <laughs> that, that is kind of funny, actually. Well, I've got to admit, I'm a Yano fan. I actually own a Yano t-shirt, so cards on the table here. I like the guy. Um, okay, next match then. we got Zack Sabre Jr., Takamichinoku, Taichi, and Takashi Izuka defeating Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, Yujiro Takashi, and Chase Owens after Zack Sabre Jr. submits Chase Owens. Uh, do you like watching Izuka bite people? No, <laughs> not at all. Uh, and here's no, the thing. Me neither. When did he... So it it's, 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 it's Izuka, right? That's how it's pronounced? I believe so. Yeah, because that's I mean, I know Kevin Kelly kind of switched it up on us because I was always an Azuka guy, right? And I, I, I listen, I'm the king of mispronunciation, so we all know that. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, okay. I think so, it seems like the stress is always on the first syllable for these surnames that have three syllables, like Ibushi rather than Ibushi. Mm-hmm. That's the impression mm-hmm. I got from listening to the Japanese commentary. So we got Ibushi right. and Izuka. Izuka. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to slip that uh, Izuka in there every once in a while. Izuka. All right. It's going to take me a while. Uh, no, I don't. Don't. Um, I don't like him running through the crowd. He scares people. I don't like that. Um. <laughs> you know, so I, I went to, I, I went to Wrestle Kingdom 12 and my friend Stuart was there and he went to the toilet just when Izuka was coming out. And uh, you can actually see my, my mate Stuart on camera in the broadcast getting nearly crushed by uh, one of the, the guard railings as Izuka was rampaging through. Oh, my God. See, all right. Well, uh, now I was there as well. It's funny that we didn't meet up, but I was there as well. And uh, so he's coming out. And he's, it felt like he was on the other side of the arena where we were because we were right by the, the ramp uh, as people came out. We were on that side. And so we're standing there, and uh, I, I just turned to the people I was with, and I was like, Eric and Mackie and, and Fumi, who you will all uh, you'll be familiar with. Um, I was like, I ain't moving if he comes over here. I, I of course, I had you know drank all day, so I got big balls now. I like, I ain't fucking moving. 
lo and behold, this motherfucker comes rolling down our way. And they're pointing at me like, get him, get him. I'm like, no. But I couldn't. I had to stand my ground. And there's a shot of him coming down the aisle and me kind of just standing in the aisle like, all right, you've got to come fucking down here. I ain't moving. But he walked right by. So a crisis, crisis averted. So there's there's my story. No, I don't like it. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess he serves a per. Does he serve a purpose? I guess he does, right? I I guess. I don't know. I'm not a fan of that. But I am a fan of the ZSJ. Yes, love. preach. Love My him. Favorite wrestler. He listen. I don't buy wrestling t-shirts. Right. I'm not a big wrestling t-shirt guy. Where am I going to wear them and look like a you know I, I fit into society? You can't. But I I bought myself a Zack Saber Jr. shirt. Um, honestly, because he um, he quotes, he likes to quote music lyrics in in some of his designs. Like, isn't like orienteering with Napalm Death? Isn't that like a comedy bit or something like that? It is. No, it's funny you should say that. It's a comedy bit from a, a British comedian called Stuart Lee, who I'm a massive fan of. And actually, when Stuart Lee first did the orienteering with Napalm Death bit, uh, it was on a BBC show. You can see me. And my dad in the front row of that show, as he says, orienteering with Napalm Death for the first time. So there's my claim to fame. Orienteering with Napalm Death for the first time. So there's wow. my claim to fame. Nice. See? Look at this. This is coming together. Uh, that's fine. I gotta, I, is it on YouTube? It is. I, I, I'm, search I'm orienteering fucking... with Napalm Death and you'll see me there. I can't wait. I am so I'm, – I'm all in on that. All right. I'm doing that as soon as we, we stop recording. Uh, but he does um, – so I'm kind of looking for T-shirts, blah blah blah, and uh, I see one, and it was like I know this. Where do I know this? And it was um, well, now I can't even. Oh, uh, the line is yes, I am a long way from home, and it's him in the ring with streamers in look like Noah, um, all all around him. So he's covered in streamers, and I just I was like I know that line. Where do I know that line? And it's a band called uh, Mogwai, Mogwai, Mogwai. Yes, yes, um, I know Mogwai. Yep. So they did that. They do that song. And I was like, "That's where I fucking know that." So now I love him even more. But he's uh, look. I've said it before, and I I I don't want to repeat myself again and again and again. But to me, he is the most uh, like he's just mesmerizing in the ring. Like it's, and I get that people can't fully sink their teeth into this style, and it's not for everyone. I understand that. Either here's, I don't think people are are gray on Zack Sabre Jr. You either love him or you don't. Um, you either dig the style or you don't. I'm I'm fascinated by it. I just love the, the creativity and and just, it, I, I don't know, you, f- you feel like you don't see the same thing twice, uh, and maybe you do, but you see it in a different package in a different way. I love it. I, I, and and Here's the thing, too. I, I, I'm, I was never really the biggest Taka Michinoku guy. I love him as the hype guy. Fucking love him as the hype guy. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, you can go onto the Voices of Wrestling website and look at some of the uh, show reviews from any of the New Japan Cup shows. I think I reviewed all of them but one. And you'll just see me waxing lyrical about Taka and ZSJ for pages and pages and pages. So, yeah, I agree with everything you said. He's, he's brilliant. Uh, his Twitter game is on point. Yep. Uh, I think Will Ospreay could take a few lessons from him. And yeah, like you said, you you never know when the finish is coming because he's got so many different finishing moves that it makes each submission he locks on exciting because the match could end there and then. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's not like... He works a very safe style. He's not taking crazy-ass bumps, 
But when he does do a crazy ass bump, and I'll kind of harken back to uh, like a uh, maybe a Keith Lee match from from Pro Wrestling Gorilla, or maybe even a Walter match. Yes, where he's getting his chest caved in. Oh, isn't that great? Isn't that match just fucking art? Oh, I love that match. Um, so there's like when when he needs to do that, I feel like it means so much more. And on the flip side, this. And again, I don't, I don't want to call it a safe style because it's pro wrestling, and I really don't think that there is such a thing as a safe style, except if you're like Dino Bravo, circa you know 1987. Um, he works a very efficient, efficient, uh, strong, uh, defensive style. It's just I don't know, man. I, I just it's just something about that where it's just I find it so fascinating and entertaining, and 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 mesmerizing when. Quite frankly, if this were Bob Backlund, I would probably be put to sleep because it would be like a twenty-minute fucking armbar, right? It, it, right? Um, but he just finds new and inventive and creative ways to make an armbar or a wrist lock or uh, an ankle lock just so entertaining. He adds such an extra element and spice. Yes, I'll co-sign on that. Uh, it looks like there's a possibility he might be feuding with. Uh... Blonde Kenny Omega next. Ooh, I, I saw that. Did you see that? Did you see that little interaction? That got me excited. That got me juiced up. Like, if there, if the, if 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 we could see that in a New Japan ring, that's that'll help me get over this this Civil War Bullet Club nonsense. Which oh, I'm, you're not which a fan I'm, then. Um, I'm over it. I'm over it. Because here's the problem I have. It, it it's it's spoiling. The the Kota Ibushi Kenny Omega story to me, it really fu- it really is it really is muddling the water. Um, I'm not a fan. No, I want that. To, I want that to get 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 going, get get, get up the street. I'm done with it. Um, but if I could see, yeah, the blonde. Yeah, do you like the blonde? I saw, the golden lover, right? Um, yeah. The new golden locks of Kenny Omega and uh, Zach Jaw and Jack Jaw back and forth. I was I'm like, all right, let's 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 see if we can do this before the summer's out. Yeah, that would be a great match. I, I would, two, two of my favorite wrestlers, probably both of them in my top five. So definitely on a scale of one to pants down, the, the pants are on the floor. I mean, if one is uh, having the belt unbuckled and ten is pants on the floor, it's it's all the way there. Nice. Nice. <laughs> like you're fitting right in. Like, 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 it's like, a, like It's like a comfortable slipper, Joel. This is wonderful. <laughs> uh, so uh, I also, speaking of this Bullet Club thing, uh, I find there's something really endearing about Chase Owens and Yujiro as the, the lovable losers, like the, the awkward sidekicks of the cool guys. Uh, I quite enjoy that dynamic. Um, and also this match, we've got Taichi. Um, what do you think about Taichi and the, the year that he's having? Look, he there's not a person on that roster that can't have a good match. I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a firm believer of that. I, I don't care who it is. Uh no, no one can. If if they get tapped on the shoulder, they're going to have a good match. Do I like the character? No, it doesn't do anything for me. In fact, it's 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 not even like oh, he's a good heel. It's more of oh, I, I don't think I could sit through this nonsense. Uh, he's not for me. Um, has he had a good year? Is the question? Yes, as far as he goes. Yes, yes. Um, has he had this blow away year where I'm supposed to now? You know, again, download the best of Titan. That's not happening. That's not happening. Um, 
he has had a solid year. And again, I think everybody, I think some of the most underrated people in New Japan are the are the Suzuki Goon Juniors, and I and I say it a lot. Your El Desperados, uh, Kanemaros, um, you know, and and I think you know even though he's not a junior anymore, but you know Tai Chi kind of fits that mold too. I think that the undercard Suzuki Goon, they're having a very good year. Yeah, to me, there's two Tai Chi's. There's Multi-man tag Tai Chi, who I'm not a fan of. And then there's singles heavyweight Tai Chi, who I really, really enjoy. And he had two really good matches, as you say, with uh, Naito, with um, Tanahashi. So if he does get slotted into the G1, I'll be there. I'm all in favor of it. And his entrance music is great as well. Oh, I hate that talking entrance. I got to be honest with you. It's, I can't sit through it. Uh, and, and and people have to lose in G1. So I think he would be he would be a... He'd be fine in that role. I don't. Do I want to see him in G one though? Fuck. I don't know, man. Do you really want to see him in G one? Uh, in G one, the good matches that he could have could balance out the shenanigans. You want to see Yoshihashi, or do you want to see Tai Chi? You can only have one. Oh, Yoshihashi, he's he's got it in terms of the work rate, but just the character work is not there. There isn't any. So. I don't know, gun to my head. I, I Honestly, I'll pick Taichi over Yoshihashi. Hmm. Nah, I gotta still go Yoshi. I would still go Yoshihashi for me. And again, I agree with what you say in the fact that there's, you know, a bag of fucking socks. I've said it before with, with, with Yoshihashi. Uh, I don't think I could stomach Taichi in the G1. I gotta be honest. I'm taking Yoshihashi. All right, all right, enough of that. Let's move on. Speaking of Yoshihashi, we got him in the next match. We got Kushida, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Michael Elgin, and Juice Robinson defeating the chaos team of uh, Kazuchika Okada, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, and Will Ospreay after Tanahashi pins Yoshihashi with a high fly flow. Um, so, talking points, what do you think of the Goto against Juice Never title match? Very good. Very good. I, I, I saw people really kind of going nuts over it. I saw like some people talking you know, four and three quarters and five, that come up, but they were not that high. I thought it was good. I thought it was real good. I, thought, I think we're in the fours. I think that's a fair statement, right? I, I liked it. I, I Here's the thing. Everything in this match, I like these matches where I know it's a, it's a progression and, and it's to, to get to, to, to the Dontaku show, but I do like the, the, the fact that each guy had the guy that he's paired up with, right? And obviously, we're looking at the two major elements of uh, Osprey and Kushida, Tanahashi and Okada, which I'm going to be truthful. I don't see a lot of people pumped up over that. And I thought that would be even – I thought in my absence, I would be hearing a lot more excitement over the possibility, not even a possibility, the definite C of an Okada-Tanahashi singles, big time, lot on the line match, and I don't feel the buzz anywhere. Am I out of my mind? No, I definitely feel that. It feels that the story has come to the point where it seems Okada is light years ahead of Tanahashi. And it's, I don't know if it's as much of a draw anymore. I mean, uh, during some of the Road 2 shows where the headline match was Okada's team against Tanahashi's team with the elimination match, there are a lot of empty seats there, Damon. And even Okada talked about it in his interview afterwards when he was saying, look at that, the, the arena's empty. People don't want to see you challenging me. And I think he's got a point. 
I mean, I, I've of all the I don't think Okada Tanahashi is going to be the guy to break the streak. Uh-uh, me neither. Me neither. Um, which is weird because this is might be the first time where you're going into a match thinking that I don't want to say Okada has you know all all you know ever, ever, Tanahashi has no chance. That's that's not what we're saying. But I don't think many people think he does have a chance of walking away with the title, and that's weird in the sense. But it's just the general demeanor of people. Uh, on one hand, people I hear they're tired of Okada, right? They want, even though it's a, it's it's the story of a lifetime that they're experiencing, they want somebody else to just wear the title. Two, they don't think it's going to be Tanahashi. Right, so I mean, if it wasn't going to be Naito and it wasn't going to be Omega, it's not going to be Tanahashi again, right? But I can't imagine this not being anywhere near not great. I th- I think great is the bar, and I th- and I think it's got a, a definite shot to be over great. And I just don't he- I just don't feel the buzz. I don't hear the hype. I think people are over it. I think part of the problem is that. As you say, the fact that Okada's on this massive unbeaten run means that, to an extent, a lot of his matches are dramatically compromised because when he's going up against a guy like a, a Sanada or a Zack Sabre Jr., you know Okada's going to win. And I think that's part of the, the thing that's coming into play here is that people are not excited because they just don't think Tanahashi's a credible threat. I think that's all and it that's, comes And to. that's weird to me. Right, and that's weird to me. Like, that, to me, with a guy that, you know, has seen five, six you know, Tanahashi uh, Okada matches, and each one of them have been, you know, an, an epic, epic uh, match. And going into it, people were hyped, expecting uh, the, the epicness of the situation. I just don't feel it with this. And, and yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe it's just a matter of, hey, I, people just don't feel like he, he has a snowball's chance in hell of picking up this title, which which I think is, is fair. Um I think there is a lot on the line here, though. I think that streak does mean something, but I think in everybody's eyes that, that Okada's bl- blowing by that, that marker and, and moving on. And then then I then I, I pose the question, Joel, who's next for Okada? That's very difficult to say. Uh, it, I don't know if we're going to be moving into a, a, a Naito rematch with a, a title versus title scenario. I don't know if that's on the table for Dominion, but it, it doesn't seem that there's a, a clear next challenger there. No, it doesn't. And and obviously, I think that that story will be told at the end of the Dontaku match. But it's it does feel weird that it doesn't it doesn't feel like that there's anybody in the in the rearview mirror ready to pull up and say, okay, I'm the next challenger. Uh, Kenny Omega. Uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, if I had to pick three guys who I think it would make sense to beat Okada and, and end that streak, it would be Omega, Naito, or fingers crossed if he comes back, Shibata. But I don't think, uh, obviously Shibata's on the sidelines, but Omega and Naito haven't really been built up as uh, credible threats to Okada's run uh, in the interim while this, this has been going on. Because if you do have that guy who's going to be the challenger and is going to take it off, you want to have him bubbling up in the background, building up big wins over big guys so that when they do come out, you can say, hey, look, this guy's put a run together and he's got the momentum. He could legitimately take the title off of this guy. Right. 
I don't see I don't see that person. And again, if if you're not to give away spoilers, but if you're putting secondary titles on Naito, you know where where do you go? I mean, Kenny Omega is the only guy I can think of off the top of my head that would be that guy. That would be the next challenger. Um, that would be even in remotely in the position to take advantage. You know, listen, you can make anybody a star. Right, you anybody can hit the ring and and lay somebody out, and now you're the next challenger. That's obvious, but usually, especially for the the heavyweight title picture, you kind of forecast it. And you kind of see it ahead. Of, you know, you know, looking ahead and like, okay. And here's the thing: it's it can't. It's well, I can't say it can't be, but it's not going to be like a, a Jay White, right? You know, he's huh. he's got himself. Uh, you know, the U.S. title. Um, I mean, where do you who, who, uh, where do you go? That, that's that's what that's where I kind of feel like they're in a little bit of a pickle. Now, I'm going to say a name. You tell me if, if if on a scale of one to ten, I'll, I'll give you two names. Scale of one to ten of you thinking that th- this might actually happen. Ishi. For Dominion, a three. Three. Yeah, I was afraid you were going to say that. Uh I mean that's that's one name that still hasn't gotten his shot. We're gonna we're gonna, if we're gonna carry over bits, there's one name that we have yet to see that one on one rematch since he beat him in G one. Okay. Uh I was gonna say another name, but it ain't gonna happen. I ain't I ain't gonna waste my breath with it. But yeah, I it feels like there's there's nobody on the horizon and that's I don't wanna say that's worrisome because I, I feel like they can book their way out of it and I'm sure they have plans. But I don't see it on the horizon. I'm sure Duntaku will help bridge that gap. Do, do, do you like his eyebrows? Do you like Okada's eyebrows? Yeah, I was going to say, I think that is the signifier that he's gone pure heel now that he's dyed them again. And, you know, it's been fun watching him. He's become obsessed with tombstoning Tanahashi on the floor. I mean, I believe that's a callback to their Wrestle Kingdom 9 feud. Uh, his entrances are getting weirder and weirder. He's, he's definitely approaching uh, the Mad King territory, a guy who's just lost his mind because he's had no... Uh, sufficient challenges for him um you know dumping Tanahashi on his head laughing holding the Cobra clutch after the bell a couple of shows ago attacking Tanahashi after the main event I mean it could be that uh Jay White is having a bad influence on this guy I mean Jay White tweeted uh proud of you you've come a long way after that happened so uh interesting times I, I would say that is the the most interesting thing for me coming into this match is seeing Okada's character development rather than the the, whether or not Tanahashi is going to get the title off of him. Yeah, he's gone full-blown heel. And, and, and again, Chaos is a heel faction. Of course. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm excited. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm excited for the match, Joel. Uh, I, don't think, I don't think they will. I don't think there's a possible way that this will not be great. Even with a, a, a you know, Tanahashi being banged up Tanahashi, he, he will find a way. He'll pop a couple aspirin. He'll be ready to rock and roll, and uh, Okada is Okada, which is always great in a big spot in a big match. So uh, I think uh, I think people better uh, warm up, settle down, because this will be uh, another one to add to the to the classic feud of uh, Okada and uh, Tanahashi. Uh, did you like Will Ospreay's new move? He's his uh, little Ooh. double underhook spinning your Yokosuka cutter. I believe he's calling it the Stormbreaker. I loved it. Yeah, that, that was actually I saw a uh, 
a GIF, is it? Is it I, I don't want to. Is it GIF or GIF? Are you a GIF or a, a GIF guy? Well, the guy who invented it said that it's GIF, but I think he's talking out of his ass because it stands for graphic. Well, the, the G stands for graphic, and that's a hard G sound. So to me, it's a GIF. I'm going GIF as well. All right, we're on the same page. So I saw a GIF uh, online of it first, and I was like, oh, fuck. Wow, that's a fire pro wrestling move right there. Um, and it was that was pretty good. I and 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 there's another match that will absolutely deliver. And what a fucking year Will Ospreay's having. Let's let's get into this guy. What a fucking year. Now again, you can't. Sometimes we get a little carried away. I can't wait till we till we figure out a name for this show so we can do our year end awards, right? Um, but when we talk about year end awards, uh, we try not to consider other promotions, right? We try to keep it we're all in. But if you take the entire body of work for Will Ospreay, especially from, you know, well, you, you got to consider Wrestle Kingdom too. Let's do the whole year. What the fuck? Um, what a great year he's having. I think he's having one of the, one of the you know, a, a, a shining, outstanding performance type of year. Um, and now he's got Kushida, which to me is one of, one of my favorite opponents for him, one of my favorite wrestlers. So, that will be great as well. Yeah, it seems the direction here is that Osprey will beat Kushida to solidify himself as the junior heavyweight ace. Um, and there's some talk about maybe Kushida moving up to heavyweight. Do you see that happening? We've, we've, yeah, we've, you know, we've, we were on that bandwagon a long time ago. We actually wanted to see uh, that, you know, over Goto with the, with the, uh, you know, the shaving of the head thing at Wrestle Kingdom. We were kind of hoping that Kushida would move up, challenge, and that would be that. I'd like to see him move up. I really would. I don't. Th- what else is there to do as a junior? We well, said this about the said young bucks. In in some of his backstage interviews, he said to all the heavyweights, "Look out for me." He does keep mentioning it, and I don't think he would do that if it wasn't a possibility. I, fingers crossed, because I think that's the that is a a natural progression, right? B long overdue, and C. I think he would fit in like a glove. I think I. Uh, in this day and age, again, I know the tradition with this company. And, and and once again, the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title is my favorite title in all of pro wrestling. Love it. I love the history of it. I love the matches. Great. In this day and age, there's no need to have the separation of juniors. It really isn't. Because guess what? You know, Trent eats a bowl of pasta and now he's a heavyweight. He really hadn't changed that much. Kenny Omega eats a bowl of pasta, and now he's a heavyweight, right? Young Bucks eat a bowl of pasta. Now they're heavyweights. Come on. It, 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 they didn't grow th- three inches. You forgot right? our Lord Tai Chi. Uh, my bad. My bad. You're correct. But there's another example. Uh, again, let's, let's just make them a heavyweight, and I would be all in on that. Perfect. Yes, let's do that. Okay, so uh, any, any other thoughts you had on Juice Robinson? Where do you think he goes next? That's a great question. I, I think him and Elgin make a nice tag team. I'd like to see them together. I'd like to see him them two build up for, for uh, Evil and Sonata. That's, truth be told, that's where, uh, instead of Yano and, and, and Ishii, I'd like to see Ishii single. Doing, getting, getting a title other than, you know, maybe challenging Naito. How about that? You know, that would be nice. And again, maybe even Okada, too. I like the idea of an Elgin... Juice tag team. I think that's a nice fit and challenging for the titles. Do I see that happening? Maybe, maybe not. But I like I like those two together. 
I mean, for me, Juice is one of the best baby faces in the world right now. He, he had a promo before the match about how he wanted to prove that Goto Hay was a, a legit New Japan pro wrestler. That was absolute fire. It was amazing. Brilliant promo. And like you said, their match took a while to get going. But in the end, I was so invested in it. I was jumping out of my seat. I was screaming for Juice to win. I don't do that very often. So, you know, similar to the Hinari match, in a way, it wasn't so much about the belt as it was Juice proving that he belongs in New Japan and, and could stand toe-to-toe with a, a gatekeeper like Goto earn his respect. But I don't think he has surpassed the Goto level. So to me, it was fair enough that he didn't win. It didn't feel like the right time. And it hasn't hurt his credibility as much as making me even more invested in Juice as a character. I'm desperate to see him finally win a title. And he's going to win it the right way. He's going to do it strong style. He tried going to the dark side against Kenny in his US title challenge last year when he went after his bad knee. But he didn't like that. It left a sour taste in his mouth. And I think it's interesting to contrast him with Jay White, uh, a guy who is ruthless and will take shortcuts and is already a champion. Um, as far as a, a tag team with Elgin, I mean, obviously Elgin's got something on the table already. He came out to make the challenge afterwards. And I mean, if you're not into that, you know, I, I totally get it. I don't want to get my Twitter woke license revoked here. But at any rate, we do seem to be getting some sort of three-way situation with Taichi, Goto and Elgin. I mean, how do you see that one playing out? Yeah, I mean, that's... Here's the thing. I think of, of anybody that does need that, that coat of paint, it's it's Michael Elgin. Like, he, I, I feel like he needs a little refresh. Um, he, he might be one of those guys that might be a little bit stale on this roster right now and kind of just in that mid-card mix. Again, he's easy to heat up and move up and 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 make something of him. But right now, I just kind of feel like he's treading water. And the guy that would benefit most from tagging with Juice would be Elgin. And I don't think it's maybe even necessarily the other way around. I don't think Juice gets that big of a rub right now from a guy like Elgin. I think Elgin can get a bigger rub right now from where Juice is to help I don't want to say rehabilitate himself because he hasn't fallen that far from grace in the New Japan, you know, pecking order. But you know, if you're looking at you know the non-Japanese, he's you know he's probably third on that list, maybe even fourth on that list right now. So he's got to do something to kind of freshen himself up. I did enjoy Taichi coming out afterwards again. Go to Chris Charlton; he's great for providing that instant translation for these promos. So Taichi came out and he said, "What are you talking about, Baldy?" He said that uh, he wants the belt and Goto should hand it to him instead of Fatty over there. <laughs> Fat shaming, that's not nice. Jeez, come on. Yeah, that belongs to the hey. WWE. <laughs> okay, so next match we got uh, Bushi against El Desperado, which ends in a disqualification after Kanemaru interferes. I mean, personally, I thought they booked the matches the wrong way round here. Uh, I thought Hiromu against Despi was the match that I really wanted to see. I thought they've got great chemistry together. Not that interested in Kanemaru or Bushi as singles wrestlers. I think they're great in the tag team, but uh, as far as the singles matches go, it's just not doing it for me. And, and I've really been enjoying El Desperado as of late. I think he emotes really well for a guy wearing a mask. And uh, although the, the constant mask ripping spots in this match were a bit tiresome, and I mean, obviously the whole match ended up being more of a setup to the next match. What, what did you think of this? Yeah, I, I, you know, you know my feelings on the on the mask spots. Not a big fan of that. I like listen. I could probably, I it it would be very easy for me to just just hand wave the way that they transitioned from the disqualification into the in, into the second match with uh, Takahashi and Kanemaru. 
I didn't mind it that much. In fact, I kind of enjoyed that. I, I thought that was a nice little element of, hey, we're here. Let's just start it and we'll go. And that you don't really see that 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 often. I'm, I really tried to rack my brain and be like, when when has that really ever happened that I can recollect? And I, I could not. So it was a little fresh spin on something where you know they could have just you know stopped, played their music, and have them come out. So that's fine. I like the tag team element of it. I think I, I like I like this feud a lot. I like the Bushi. At first, I like the Bushi Takahashi tag team, and I think the other side are the best heels in the business right now. Right? They, 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 I, 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 I I'm hard pressed to really think of really just a despised heel tag team, and 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 I think they're it, and I think they're top of the line. Uh, so I like this as singles. I've, I'm not gonna lie; it felt to me like the, this was these were placeholder matches. Right, and I know that we're doing this to progress a story, but I just felt like these were placeholder matches, um, not bad matches. They were good matches. I like the and listen, and, and here's the thing: the nonsense with the with the with the finish with the we saw mist here as well, right? Yes, right, and the, and the whiskey. Yeah, and the whiskey, right? So it is what it is, right? Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lose my mind over something like this because again, I I understand that we're here to carry the torch over to Dataku, but. It did feel like a little bit of a placeholder, and we're just trying to get from point A to point B. And eh, what, what what can you say about that? Yeah, it was just Hiromi needed to get his heat back following the tag title defeats. He's taken quite a few pins on this tour, and it's a smart way to do it. So I really want Hiromi to win Best of Super Juniors. I don't know if that's what he's being lined up for, but it seemed this whole segment was just to put him on the spotlight. I mean, I, I, I'm not as much of a fan of babyface and peril Hiromu as, uh, you know, nutcase Hiromu throwing himself around like a, a maniac. But his hot comebacks are almost good enough to offset that. And I mean, do you think he's winning best of Super Juniors? I hope so, man. He needs – He. I feel like he, we talk about guys getting hot and guys getting cold. I mean, you. He, he wasn't going to maintain that, you know, two-minute win over Kushida – mega hotness that he was that he was at and and uh his his crazy antics against dragon leg you can't maintain that for your entire year uh or career but he uh, let's be honest here his uh, what uh, is anybody excited about what takahashi's done this year i'm not i'm, I'm not super excited well he's in this tag element. Match, he hasn't done a great deal right i mean and 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 he was a to me, he had like two spots in 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 Wrestle Kingdom, right? Um, yeah, he was an afterthought, right? So, uh, you know, again, not everybody can be at the forefront at all times, but I just think you have such a commodity with him, and such a such a exciting element that I kind of really want to see him at the forefront as as much as possible. Um, now, with that said, I do like this tag team a lot. I like I like this program a lot. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I, I I need I need to see more Hiromo. Be honest with you, I need to see more of him elevated because to me he's he's a special guy that needs to have a spotlight shined on him, and I'm not saying that right now. Yeah, I understand that the decision was made to go with Will Osprey as the junior ace, and I'm full in favor of that. I think the the results speak volumes as to how successful that's been, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to completely forget about Hiromu in the interim. You can give him something meaningful. I, I think this has been fine, this little tag feud. It's been great. So uh, 
let's see what's served up to us in best of super juniors. And, and I think one of the interesting things here is the way that the whole of LIJ has become, they're, they're pure babyface now, uh, which I guess leads on to our next match. We've got Evil and Sonata uh, defeating Killer Elite squads to retain their IWGP heavyweight tag team titles. Um, this has been a really well built up feud. Um, it's been going well since the end of last year with Evil being out from the injury. Uh, well, what do you think of Lance Archer's new gimmick of terrorizing children? <laughs> it's a hell of a gimmick, isn't it? Um... I mean, look, let's say that you, you know, you're at the show, uh, or the kid is so traumatized that they have to leave. This is how Batman was born. You got to be careful. <laughs> that's just, that's a very good point. Uh, look, I am not. I don't want to. If I'm at a wrestling show, let it be known. I don't want to. I don't want water spit on me. I just don't. And maybe the the, the Japan. I can't imagine them sitting there thinking to themselves, "Boy, I hope I get spit on." Now, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I it's, I just I, I'm not a fan of that. There was Terror- one guy who was standing there with his arms outstretched, uh, almost welcoming it like some kind of really? blessing as he was spat in the face. Uh, he's a nut. <laughs> it's flu season. Uh, look, uh, I. If whatever works for him. If it works, great. The office has no problem with him roaming the crowd, spitting on people. Great. Nobody's going to sue. Okay, great. Um, and not for me. Not for me. And here's the thing, too. Yes, I would agree that they've done an admirable job of building this feud. Uh, and it feels like they've been building it forever. I'm not a fan of these type of matches. These plunder for 10-minute matches, right? These, uh, I like a big hoss style. Don't get me wrong. Turn on that champion carnival. Check that out. If you want to see, check out the, the uh, Big Japan Pro Wrestling main events. You want to see some big guys go at it. Absolutely. I, I, this, this does nothing for me, Joel. I, I'm, I'm, it just, I, I just don't care for it. It just doesn't do anything for me. And it might be KES. Let's be honest here. It's KAS. <laughs> they just don't do anything for me. I just can't. I can't get excited over them, and and it's just one of those things. I can't do it. That would have been my take uh, prior to their feud at Wrestle Kingdom, but I've really turned the corner on KAS. I'm I'm a fan of them now. I like Lance Archer. I I kind of like the gimmick actually. And I thought this, I quite like this match. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was well paced. There were some nice spots there. I thought it was an interesting twist having Evil as the baby face in peril because I think it was Sonata that they were beating up in the Wrestle Kingdom match. Uh, it's also when uh, Lance Archer brought the chair, chair in for the chair spot, it was nice of him to set the chair up with a soft cushion part facing inwards for his own head. I mean, the, he's thinking ahead there. But um, I, my one complaint would be I think Evil and Sonata need to get proper tag finisher if they are to continue as a tag team. But uh, I, I was surprised they retained here because I thought they were going to go back to the singles wrestlers as uh, we will be approaching G1 season before long. Um, so where are we going from here? Who do you think they're going to challenge next? I think Ishiyano, right? I think Ishiyano is, is if, if gun to my head. They're probably, you know, probably right there. Uh, now, let me ask you this. Sonata and Evil. G1? Yes, both. Okay, I agree. I, I would agree. I think it would be a sad mistake if they if they were not in it. And I think they will be. Um, no, I think Yano and Ishii are next, right? I, I, who else? Give me, give, me a, give me a heavyweight tag team. 
That that Golden Lovers? You think Golden Lovers get a shot? Young Bucks. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? I'd take that. I don't think they deserve. The, see, here's, uh, uh, now I'm talking like I'm reading out of a Pro Wrestling Illustrated. I don't think they deserve the title shot. They, they haven't done anything as a heavyweight. They lost their one heavyweight title match, or not title match, but but they lost their one heavyweight tag match to Kenny and and uh, and Coda, which again that killed me to not be able to talk about that. Um, and I'll and, and it and it, it's months ago, but I'll just say what a fucking great match that was. Right? That was that was. That was well worth a main event in the United States for New Japan. Excellent job by those two, two teams. Young Bucks challenge? I don't know. I don't see it. I think it's got to be Ishiyano at this point. Okay, that would make sense. Um, would this be for Dominion? Is that the next show? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say it would have to be Dominion at this point, right? Yeah. Unless they do, like, maybe they do it at the finals of uh Best Super of the Super Juniors. Junior. Yes, yeah, that's an option. Yogi Stadium. Yogi Stadium. That's the only reason. I don't know why I know that, that that's where the finals are. And and I did uh, Joe Gagne's five-star podcast that you can hear on the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Uh, and that was one of the qu- trivia questions. I went against Joe Lanza. I lost. Um, but that was one of the questions. Where are the, where are the Best of the Super Juniors uh, finals held? Yogi Stadium. Just a fun fact. I think I listened to that show. Uh, yeah, it's on there. I, I think well, here's what it is. So you get nervous, and you don't know the questions beforehand. I know everybody thinks that you know the. I I swear to you, I did not know any of the questions, and um, that got me a little bit nervous. But I didn't care. I was like, whatever. If I if I make a fool out of myself, it wouldn't be the first time. Um, but I did okay in the beginning. Like I, I, I was, we were going neck and neck, me and Lanza, and then there was rapid fire. I'm never good at rapid fire anything. Like if you're, you know, just anything rapid fire, um, I, I lock up. And you know what? One of the questions I got wrong. Uh, what was uh, Takahashi's name before becoming, uh, or when he went on excursion? Kamitachi. Yeah, Kamitachi. Like I could not remember Kamitachi. For the life of me. And it's rapid fire. You get question, question, question. And I was just like, pass. And I was like, ugh, how could I not get that one right? Not a good day. You were kicking yourself afterwards, weren't you? Oh, it's one of those. It's Like I said, it's one of those ones where it's like, how in the blue fuck did I not get that one? But it's again, it's the rapid fireness of it. And you get nervous and you get all sweaty and you just get scared. So that's what happened there. All right. uh, Where are we at now? Well, speaking of choking on a big stage, uh, let's move (laughs) on to the main event. We've got uh, Tetsuya Naito defeating Minoru Suzuki to win the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I mean, you hinted at this at the beginning of the show. We've seen a lot of people online shitting on this match, saying it was one of Naito's worst ever performances. He's phoned it in. He's, he's done more damage to his character than the Wrestle Kingdom loss, even saying that he dragged Suzuki down. Are, are you on that train? I don't think it's that bad. I mean, geez, Louise. Um it was not a great New Japan Pro Wrestling main event. That that I will say number one. Number two, that crowd did not care one iota, it felt like. Like usually there's a gasp or a some kind of emotion, something. And especially a guy like Naito, who, you know, everybody's gonna tell you how you know over he is with uh, every crowd and how many t shirts are in the fucking crowd and all that. They were dead 
with a capital D-E-A-D. The finish came out of nowhere. I mean, you had 20 minutes of him beating on his leg that he's been working on for months, it feels like. And then, out of nowhere, a Destino, and that was it for Suzuki? Like, like, I don't know. Listen, I like the fact that they protect finishers. I'm, I'm hugely a fan of that. He should have kicked out at one of them. And then, hey, hit another one? I know it's 49-year-old Suzuki, but one like 20 minutes of working over the leg, one Destino, we're going home. That came flat as a fart in church, as they like to say. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It was very structurally flawed. It was a boring match. There was no fire. There was no great storytelling, no memorable spots. The first 15 minutes, they did practically nothing, and... You know, when the legwork goes on for that long, you are expecting a massive payoff. But we got some slaps, uh, a sloppy brainbuster, and the Destino, and, and that was it. You know, I've been conditioned by New Japan to expect a cool closing stretch with you know some back and forth, some near falls, five minutes. Where where were the near falls? Did Suzuki even get any near falls? Did he even tease the uh, the packet the the Gotch style power driver? I don't think he did. Um, I mean, the fact that I am expecting. Uh, uh, Closing stretch like that is a discussion point in and of itself. And I mean, I accept that the absence of one here is possibly down to Suzuki having worked the leg for that long. And you don't want to just blow that off. But even so, this whole match never got out of second gear. I mean, it wasn't a terrible match. It was okay. Uh, I would accept this if it was served up to me on the mid card. But for two guys at this level, it's is it wrong to say that the quality of this match was unacceptable? I don't know if, if unacceptable is the word I would use because, you know, who are we? But it was not up to what you would expect from a New Japan main event. I, I 100% guarantee. Now, you made some good points, and maybe maybe it is a reconditioning because everyone expects the big fire comeback. Everybody expects the big kickouts. Everybody expects the big moves. Everybody expects that build. And to not get it, maybe is something to, to say, hey, we need to recondition or we're trying to recondition or we're going to uh, you know, just give you something that maybe you haven't seen before to just, just to give you that element of surprise so that, hey, you're not looking for the big comeback. Hey, you're not looking for the big kickouts. Hey, you're not – and here we go. We're going to the finish. You know, We could fall asleep for 20 minutes, but you know, the, the last five minutes is when we perk up and watch the match, right? Finish can come, can come from anywhere. So – if if there is a plus to that, it is that element of surprise of eh, it came out of nowhere. Now, unfortunately, in this particular case, I think it fell flat. I think it did it did not work. It did not work. And it, and and if if it is this grand master plan to recondition fans to, to remind them that, that finishes can come out of anywhere, I really feel like you could have done it better. And I go back to Kushida and Takahashi. If you want surprise, right? If you want a quick finish, if you want, you know, it can come out of nowhere, I kind of gravitate more toward that. And now that's not to say that an IWGP heavyweight title match should be, you know, two minutes long. No. But, again, maybe that's it's, it's just give it, serving you something that you didn't expect and it just didn't taste good this time. Well, here's another possibility. Maybe they are scheduled for a rematch at Dominion, so they're trying to save their best stuff for then. Maybe, but it felt like... See, I don't agree with those. I, I'm saving for the best, because anything can happen. You go out there and you give, you deliver the best match, unless it's specifically ingrained in a storyline. 
Like in that scenario, I uh, to me, if you're holding something back, that's not you, that's no. Because here's the thing: there's people that paid fucking money to see that, right? You know, if if in hindsight you're telling me, well, I held back. Well, why are you holding back? You're in the main event. You should, I mean, there's really, I mean, and and, and it does. It, and that match, it did not feel like Suzuki was positioned to then come back and and win a match, right? Or come back and challenge again. It really felt like that that he dropped the belt and we're moving on and away we go. Yeah, uh, I mean, there was some talk maybe about the Jericho match being back on. I mean, do you think? That's still on the table. I I was I I've been saying it for months. You don't hear his name. You don't hear him mentioned. The buzz leaving Cork and Hall that night at Dash was all about Chris Jericho, and you haven't heard one peep, one iota, one one whisper. And everybody's like, "Wow, they're going to save her for this show. Ah, they're going to save her for this show. Ah, uh, Fozzie's on tour. Oh, he's you know wherever. I what I've heard a thousand and one excuses. Guess what, Joel? It's it's May. It's May." Right, uh, 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 we haven't heard one word out of out of Jericho. Hey, if it is great, maybe something got worked out in the end, and 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 this is what we're gearing toward, and that's exciting. I I'd be all in on that, but truth be told, I I I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's that's the case. There's always that sliver of doubt because Jericho is such a worker. You know, he's talked about money issues. But uh, I never quite trust what he said. Take everything Jericho says with a pinch of salt because I would never say never as far as Jericho is concerned. But it does certainly seem at this point like it's dead in the water. Um, I mean, let, let's talk about Naito's popularity since Wrestle Kingdom 12. So in these popularity polls that they do, he's always miles ahead of everyone else. He's like nearly double Tanahashi in second place. Uh, he sold out this show. I mean, looking back on it now, what do you think of the, the loss at Wrestle Kingdom four months on? Was it the right move? I mean, I, I can see why they did it, because the, the Bullet Club angle has been a big talking point. Maybe they felt that a Naito title reign would have been overshadowed by that. And I get they wanted Okada to break the records. That makes sense as well. But, you know, Naito, he's not young. He's turning 36 years old this year. Not saying that he's old and he's at times running out. But certainly, if you're going to pull the trigger, uh, you want to do it sooner rather than later. I mean, do you think he's the guy to finally beat Okada and get a long reign of his own? I think he's the only guy right now that would be... It, be well, I can't say the only guy. I think Omega's in that mix, too. Uh, do I think they should have pulled the trigger at Wrestle Kingdom? Well, hindsight being what it is, you know, they're not hurting business-wise, right? Business is certainly not down. Uh, so you, th- that argument, you know, is th- it's not like we're losing business and people are, are, are hand-waving New Japan Pro Wrestling now. But, and again, we can we can reheat people pretty easily in pro wrestling. I, I I really don't know of a guy who was hotter than Naito going into Wrestle Kingdom. Going into Wrestle Kingdom, you, you're outside that building, and you were there. You know. Th- th- there weren't many people walking into that building thinking that Naito was not walking out with that title. Um, Look, I think I was one of the few people sitting in the Tokyo Dome with a, a Rainmaker t-shirt on, um, and even I thought Naito was going to win. Right. I mean, I, listen, I'm a massive Okada fan. Massive. Uh, I really thought that that was, that they, 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 if they were going to do it, that was it. Now, I, I feel like they're in a little bit of a bind and a little bit of a pickle because 
now we got Tanahashi coming up, and and to me, I just don't see where that next challenge is coming from. And and usually, listen, summer's right around the corner, right? Summer's right around the corner, and G1 season is right around the corner. We're already talking about it. And that tells the tale of where we go into Wrestle Kingdom, right? So to me, I don't see the person right now that they've got geared up for that. Whereas before you could see in, in, you know, even right now you could kind of see, okay, this is the path in which they're going. I don't see it right now. So should they have made switch the title? No, from a business perspective, I think they're still strong and okay. Nobody's turning away, but, um, you think they do need to put the belt on him at some point. uh, Otherwise the fans might lose patience. I don't think they will. I, I, I really feel like the company feels like Naito is their number two guy. Very similar to that of a Nakamura. Wow, so no no more title reigns for him. I can't say none, but he's not going to have a... It's not going to be a memorable one. It's not going to be something where he's holding on to it for a year. It's not going to be something where... Uh, I just don't see it right now. I mean, I, no, I don't. I mean, un- unless something changes dramatically... I I just don't think that they they think he's heavyweight championship material. In what sense? I, like the in-ring stuff? I don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know why they don't. Um, like, I don't think it can be in-ring. I mean, he, the man has some – he's had tremendous matches. Uh, so, what you know, else sometimes, can it be then? I mean, he's... I mean, look, sometimes in pro wrestling – it could be, you know, he looked at me the wrong fucking way. Um, as silly as it sounds, and I'm not saying that's what it is in this particular case. I don't know, but but to me, if it, it, there, there's there was no greater opportunity than Wrestle Kingdom 12. There's none. I can't. I, do you really think they're going to be able to reheat that guy as hot as he was going into Wrestle Kingdom 12? I don't. I think they could. They've got enough time. Definitely, if they wanted to go back to. The well at Wrestle Kingdom 13, I think they could easily get the fans on board for that. You think so? I mean, do you think that that it, it might be a been here, done that kind of thing? I mean, it could be. Just historically speaking, going back to the Okada-Tanahashi feud when everyone was expecting Okada to win at Wrestle Kingdom 9, but Ghetto made us wait another year for it, built up the anticipation for one more year, and then finally gave it to us at Wrestle Kingdom 10. We could okay. be going in that direction. I think that's but but that understand the audience right now. Even in Japan, the audience is a much different audience between Wrestle Kingdom Nine and Wrestle Kingdom Twelve. That's uh, Wrestle Kingdom Nine was pure, unadulterated pro wrestling fans who have patience and who understand that the long burn is the best burn, and the long burn is a. New Japan and even all Japan staple, right? This is a different audience. There's a lot more casualness. Now, again, a kiss of death is booking for casuals, mind you, right? Just to change a title to change a title because they're impatient. But this is a different audience. Do Does this audience have the patience to wait that long? I think so. I Would think- they care? Yeah, look, I'm just judging by the fact that Naito, to me, still seems as 
popular as he ever was. Like the, aside from this match, which again I think is a fault of the match layout itself rather than uh, the build up to it or Naito's popularity, he's been selling out buildings left and right. Uh, on all the Road Two shows I see, whenever he comes out, the fans go wild. So there is still everyone still loves him. So I don't think that's going to change between now and potentially next January. Okay, let me th- let me throw something by here. Who do you think called that match? Who do you think had more say in that match and how that match structure went? Suzuki. Because well, I would say Suzuki because he's the the he's older. Yep. Yep. And as weird as pro wrestling but can I don't be, really know and again, is the answer. I don't know right, the, wait, the technicalities of it. Right. I mean, I'm listen, I wasn't there, but you know, the way pro wrestling let's go back. Let's go back a little bit. Let's think of another stinkeroo match with Minoru Suzuki. Getting some Michael Elgin, right? Stinker, right? People were shitting on that match left and right. I'll tell you right now, Suzuki called that match. That was a Suzuki laid out match. Guarantee it. I bet the house on it. I bet the house. Michael, Michael Elgin sat back there in that locker room and was like, yes, sir, whatever you want to do, sir. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Now, I'm not saying Naito was yes, sir, and I'm all that day long, yeah. but I guarantee you that's a Suzuki laid out match. I don't think Naito had much say in the layout of that match. I, I, I'll, I'll go out on a limb for a little, for a little hot take, and, 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 and that'll be my two cents on that. I think Suzuki, that's a Suzuki laid out match right there that you saw. Blame him. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't want to be too critical of him given that Suzuki's had an amazing year so far. Right, the Goto match was great. The the Makabe match was better than it had any right to be. This guy's having a brilliant year. There's probably another match in there, I'm forgetting. Who else has he fought? Tanahashi, of course. Yep. So, I mean, look, I'm not saying that the guy, he can have a stinker in there too. He's, he's, not, all, he's not all roses. Right? He's not all five-star uh, Suzuki. There could be nights where he doesn't have it right. He doesn't have it laid out right in his mind. And you know that sometimes you get this, and and this is what you got. This is the you know a, a disappointing main event, big show, uh, not a huge show, but a, a big show. And listen, it's the main event of the show. You got to deliver. You got to deliver if you're New Japan, and this was not the case. Okay, Mr. Suzuki, if you're listening to this, this is Damon I, that's burying you, <laughs> not me. So if you're going to go after someone, go after him. Yeah. Hey, I gave I gave that guy seven thousand dollars. He's he's we're good. We're fine. We're 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 tight. We we got nothing to worry about. I hope. <laughs> I kid. I kid. Um, okay. So overall, not the greatest show in the world. Then a bit of a letdown for you. Uh, middle of the road. It's not something that I would say you need to go out of your way to. If you haven't watched it, I mean, watch the main event for historical purposes, but. Um, I don't think that there's anything there that you really absolutely 100% need to catch. Okay, so we've got our two Wrestling Dontaku shows coming up next Thursday. Uh, the Thursday show, we've got uh, a never openweight six-man championship match between Tangaloa, Tamatonga and Bad Luck Farley going up against Marty Skull and the Young Bucks. And um, we've got two special singles matches to headline. We've got Ibushi against Cody and Kenny Omega and against Hangman Page. Uh, your thoughts on this show? Uh, I, I'm, I'm interested. I th- look, um, um, to me, 
I'm more focused on the heavyweight title match. I don't. I, I think it's weird that they split this show up. To be truthful, I'm not the biggest fan of that concept. I think they should just put all their chips into one basket, one show. I understand why we're splitting. You know, let's 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 get while well, the iron's hot. But to me, these these matches, quite honestly, should be all put into one show. I mean, do you like the concept of of having so shows you- split up? Do you like the concept of having these well, shows? No, because it means I've got to watch eight hours of wrestling rather than you know four hours of wrestling. I would, I, I would prefer to have it uh, for, for these two cards in particular. I mean, I've got no qualms about them spreading out the big matches over this tour as it is. But these Thursday and Friday matches, this could have easily been one show. I think. I mean, I, my interest is mainly with the the Friday show when we got the the two title matches. We have got Osprey against Kushida and Okada against Tanahashi. That's what I'm excited about. Yeah, and I think the majority of people are in the same boat. I, I again, I understand why. Let's 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 put it all in one show. It would make for a much better show. That's that's the problem. It would make for a much much better show. So, who do you see winning those two title matches then? Well, well, I mean, what do we got? Give me, give me the the two. I'm sorry. Osprey, Kushida, and then oh, Okada oh, against Tanahashi. Oh, those two. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you meant the, the, the prestigious never six-man title. Oh, no one gives a shit. <laughs> um, well, again, if, if Kushida decides that uh, heavyweight is his future, I would love to see Will take this uh, and continue on. I think he's having a stellar year, an outstanding year, so I'll go Will there. <sighs> Look, there's so much pointing toward Okada winning and moving on. That it's almost screaming at me to say, Tanahashi's winning, <laughs> right? Right? Doesn't it? Like, doesn't it just seem like such an obvious thing that Okada's winning that they they have to fucking swerve us? They have to throw a monkey wrench in there. But here's the thing: they don't. They're logical. They're they're not going to switch the title here, uh, which is weird. Again, this is this is this is one of those moments where it's like, okay, Tanahashi's on that downward kind of uh, slope in his career. So. Yep. Yeah, okay. I'll go uh, Okada breaking the record, and uh, and then we move on. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement. I think it's going to be uh, a glorious night for the Chaos Boys. Uh, I think both guys are going to retain. Yeah, that's weird. Like, so I mean, aside from silly minor titles, you know, like it's never six man. The the major titles aren't are not changing hands. Yes. Yeah, so I'm just thinking about the junior tag titles. They were retained. The heavyweight tags were retained. U.S. title. Yeah, so I guess the Intercontinental was the only one that's changed hands so far. And I mean, unless the, the six-man titles don't count, I guess that will be the only big title to change hands. But then again, it is only a Don Taku. It's the second biggest title. So I mean, you know, we're sitting here complaining about lack of title changes, but it's the second biggest title. So and it's a big deal, and it's Naito. So. Eh, good, good. But I don't think we see any. Yeah, anywhere. it's, it's not necessarily done, but... a complaint. It's just, uh, it's just noteworthy that with so many title defenses that we've only got one so far. Yeah. I'm not saying that's a good uh, thing or a bad thing. It's just, it's interesting. Scale of one to ten, your excitement for these two shows combined. Uh, I will put it an eight because I know that we are going to get fireworks from those two main events on the Friday show. How about yourself? Agreed. Agreed. I think Friday is going to be the, the the steak and potatoes, as we would say. Uh, I would agree with that. And uh, I would look. I think 
I'm excited to see a singles match. It's the first time since G1, right? That that uh, infamous draw that put Goto into the finals. First time since, and that was great. I I'm 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 really excited. I got to be at least an eight just for the main event. Um, and 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 Will and Kushida will deliver. I'll go. I'll go eight. I'll I'll try and temper it a little bit with my Tanahashi fanboyism, but uh, I'll uh, I'll go eight. Okay, so lots to look forward to next week. Uh, Damon, we've been talking for uh, over two hours here. So I think it's time to wrap it up. Uh, I would uh, tell people to go and um, give us a five-star rating on the podcast, but I don't know what it's called. I don't know where to find it. I will tell you to go to our social media, but we don't have one. I mean, I can tell you to go to my Twitter page because I've got fuck all followers at the moment. So uh, if you, you do want to... Go and uh, check out my Twitter at Joel J Abraham. That will be very much appreciated. Um, anything you want to plug, Damon? Before we go, now I mean, listen, we're going to come up with the name of the show. Listen, we're 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 going to wind up doing a new Japan podcast, and we're going to wind up taking over the podcasting space. We're going to muscle our way back in, right? And uh, and that's going to be that. So be forewarned, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling community. We're back, better than ever. Uh, the I don't know what we're going to call this nonsense though, but uh, I'm in. I'm had I had a great time. I'm enjoying myself once again, and uh, I look forward to to, uh, to making this work. This is fun. I I, I definitely dug it. So, uh, yeah, I got no social media. We'll figure all the names out. Hey, listen, maybe you can get a hold of uh, Joel. Why don't you tweet Joel? What is, give out your Twitter handle again? Joel J Abraham. All right. So listen, here's what here's the homework you have, kids. If you're listening to this. I don't know how, but you're listening to it. Uh, give him give him some name suggestions, right? We need a name for this nonsense. So uh, why don't you, why don't you uh, give your suggestions, tweet him directly, and then uh, we'll get a name for this, and uh, away we go. How's that sound? Yeah, I mean, think about that. When this becomes the number one podcast in the world and we're famous, that could be you, listener, saying, I came up with that name. Yep, yep. And then, and then when we... History. Yeah, and then when we break up, we can fight over the name. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the custody battle. I think it would belong to whoever. No, it doesn't. No, if you come up with a name, it belongs to us. You don't get to keep okay. it. I agree. Yeah, you 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 lose all rights to the name. So that's that. All right, excellent job by you, Joel. Uh, listen, this is uh, again. We are in. We are in. Uh, it's exciting times for both of us. So uh, stick with us, and uh, more goodness to come as we uh, follow along for Don Taku shows as. G1 and uh, again we'll, uh, we'll build up a legacy of our own what do you say? That sounds great so thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery.